Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 338. Hopefully you guys have had an amazing Thursday. I know I have got a special guest with us tonight, another fellow YouTuber. We have Canamix with us tonight. Hello, how you doing, my friend? You want to tell us how you're doing and first off, where we can find you? Man, I am doing amazing. I really appreciate you having me on here today. Sorry, just breaking down some weed. But yeah, I really appreciate you having me on with you, man. Uh, my YouTube is Canamink. Uh, I also do a podcast called Seed Dropping with Canamink. You see it over here? Yeah, right here. <laughs> so I also do a podcast with that. Used to do reviews. Decided to pivot my channel from reviews. There's only so much you can say about a fucking vape cartridge. And uh, I started doing more of like podcast interviews and conversations. So you can definitely find me over there at Canamink and also on Instagram at Canamink YouTuber. Nice, nice. What are you breaking up over there? Hopefully you got something you're going to be smoking on tonight. Yeah, I'm going to be smoking it tonight, but I'll be honest, I have no idea what it is. And this is why. My neighbor called me outside last week and he was like, he texted me and was like, hey, if you uh, if you're home, he's like, come out. I got something for you. So I was like, yeah, no problem. And this dude, he doesn't really smoke that much. Like I'm the weed head on my block, right? So he was like, just come over and he starts talking. And he's like, yeah, this guy's a plumber. He's actually my plumber as well. And he said that he had a client that he's done work for for about 15 plus years. And this dude grows outside. So he said, he was like, man, he gave me this huge jar. It's a container, no joke, like this. And like about that fucking fat. It's the type of jars you would get in trap shops. When you come in, they weigh your shit out. It was one of those, and it was full of weed. And he was like, I can't do nothing with all this. He's like, let me give you some. He gave me like this huge sandwich bag full of weed. And so I just been blowing that for like a week or two. And it's like all kind of different mixed nugs in it and shit. So I don't know what it is, but it's pretty dope. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> the weed guys was looking out for me. <laughs> Sounds like it. Sounds like it. There's nothing wrong with that. That's for sure. Damn. Yeah, That's yeah. a good neighbor. Yeah, he's real cool. He's cool as fuck. I was like, damn, you know what's funny, though? I had made some tincture before, and his wife, she smokes a little bit. So I made a some tincture and made up a bottle and gave it to them. So they just, you know, they cool like that. Like, we just, I guess, now throw weed back and forth with each other or something. But shit's pretty dope. What you got growing in the back back there, man? Oh, man, I've got a little bit of everything going. I guess i got to look around here. We've got some uh, King Queen's Manja Delights. Damn. Got some Godiva going back there. Some Orange Foss, some Damn. Orange Jefferson, uh, some Primal Punch too, some Smash Cake. And, Goddamn. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of stuff. Jelly oh, so Bean you, Angel. Oh, you also got them on the other side there too. It's going around. Okay. Sangria, yeah. They're there and they're over there. And then Damn, actually goes around. <laughs> so you That's sitting in the middle, you the eye. You the middle of the eye. <laughs> pretty pretty much, yeah. I like that. That's some dope shit right there. I just started learning how to grow, man. So I'm like nowhere near. I got one plant going right now on me. <laughs> so I'm just now starting to like trying to learn how to do it. I did an outdoor grow and that whole thing just died. It was out of nine plants. I didn't get nothing, man. So I was like, fuck outdoors, I'm going indoors. And uh, I did indoors, I did two plants. I didn't really give them any nutrients or anything. And off of two plants, I got about 40, 
47 grams roughly. So I was like, okay, that's pretty good for me not to have done nothing to them really just to learn it. So now on this one, I only did one plant. And this one plant is like twice the size of both of those other plants put together. So I'm like, okay, my knowledge is getting better and better, you know? So just trying to learn. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. What, do you know what you got growing there? Uh, what I have growing now is Gorilla Glue. The first time I did Pineapple Express, and uh, this time I'm doing Gorilla Glue. So it's going pretty good. Got them from, uh, what was that, Grower's Choice Seeds or something like that. And so seeds have been pretty cool. They they flowered, germinated, all that. I be doing autos, though. You do photos or autos? I do photos. I do mm. photos. Got you. But the a lot of people are definitely popping them autos. I've heard good things, man. They've came a long way. They have mm. most definitely came a long way. Why do you say they've come a long way? Like, how were they before? Like, what do you mean by that? Oh, back in the day, they were they were shitty. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, the smoke wasn't great at all. Uh, mm. If they came up, they didn't grow well. You didn't. Uh, the yield wasn't there. But that oh. was like 20 years ago. Easy. I mean, things nowadays are a lot different. They've done a lot of work with them. There's a lot of good breeders out there. Right. Uh, I'm actually thinking about, you know, putting some here and there to uh, just play with them a little bit. I had uh, Chef Anna Pot was on the other night. And, uh, nice. of course, he's throwing those autos around. And... Uh, I've seen a lot of the stuff he's throwing around the community. It seems like some fire stuff. So right, know, right. No harm in at least trying. Yeah, yeah. Because that was the, honestly the reason I even tried them when I was doing my first little grow and I was going through growing pains. I was doing all this research and I found this old ass man on YouTube, dude, and he was talking about auto flowers and I had never even heard about the autos to keep it one hundred. And so he was like, yeah. He said, autos are going to be the future once everything legalizes. He's like, you can just walk in Home Depot. You'll be able to buy a couple, you know, little cannabis seeds, throw them up in your kitchen and get a little bitty plant. He said, it's not going to be something that you'll be selling from. He said, but it'll give you a little something to smoke from. So when he said it, the way he said it, I was like, well, shit, let me go look this auto flower stuff up that he speaks of. <laughs> and so when I went and looked it up, I started realizing that it was good for beginners from like a lot of the information I was getting. And when I looked outside and saw my nine plants, I was like, you know what? Out of all those nine plants, I got like two leaves. So I was like, maybe I should try the auto. So I said, fuck it. So I started doing the auto and uh, they've been doing well for me. I'm going to try some photos during the summer, though. I'm going to try it again outdoors. Like first I said I wasn't, but I'm like, eh, why not? I'm going to just try it. So I'll see. But I got a lot of shit outside, like insects and shit. So that's kind of what like turns me off. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would give it a go if I was somewhere where I could throw some plants outdoors. Well, I am, huh. but I would, I would. <laughs> the only reason that I'm, uh, I have a draw, uh, draw about not putting them outdoors uh -huh. is because I'm, I'm a caregiver, and mm. I'm, I'm, I'm 24. You, you know, seven day, 24. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a week, I am here caregivering and a perpetual uh, harvest. So I, I look at it this way. Why do I want to, you know, put bait out and then have them, you know, 
I'm just opening the door to Charles. This is drawing attention. I totally feel you. It's just drawing attention. I totally, totally feel you. See, for me, where I'm at, like I'm in Cali, so it's like it's so much weed around here with people doing shit. Like all the robberies have gone down like significantly from what it used to be, right? And then also the neighborhood I live in, I live in like a pretty quiet neighborhood for the most part. So it's like no traffic comes down my street. My backyard is secluded away from everybody. So it's like, I kind of have a pretty good situation to do some outdoor stuff. You know what I mean? Like I said, I had like nine plants out in that bitch. You would have never seen them walking from the street. So it's, uh, I got a nice little area to do it, <laughs> to say the least. Well, I hope that uh, this spring that you do throw some out there. If anything, some autos, some set it and forget it autos. Right. That's one of the right. nice things about the autos. Yeah, just keep them alive and you're pretty much good to go. That's, yeah. I, I like them drinks. I like them drinks. So were, were you on the East Coast? I'm here in Michigan. I'm hanging okay. out here in Michigan. Dig it. Dig it. Where so you're huh. out there in uh, Cali? That's what yep. I gather. Southern California. Cali. Mm-hmm. I'm about an hour to an hour and 15 away from L.A. So I used to live in L.A. That shit is too expensive. I was like, fuck all that. I have to go east. <laughs> so I drove east of L.A. It was like, ooh, okay. Property value went down a little bit out here. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Pretty chill shit. You ever come out to Cali or so, what? No, no. I hope to get out there this year. Uh, oh. Well, this, I guess next year. In all reality, it'd be next year. Because uh, I was, uh, Tim Blake, the founder of the Emerald Cup, invited oh, okay. me out. I've always thought about, you know, going out to California, but with an invitation like that, it's time to go. <laughs> like, I'm going to Cali, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And that's the thing. We'd be having so many festivals down here, like before COVID and shit. It would be like a weed festival, like every two or three months, somewhere local to where I'm at. So it was like always real cool. It's one we would have one festival. It's like 10 minutes from my house, man. So you could go there and just get super fucked up, smoke all day, do all these edibles, and then just like Uber back to the house 10 minutes from there and you straight. So it's like some real cool shit. Some real cool shit. I love that shit. Well, you guys, you know, help usher every, everything in out there in Cali, man. We've been trying to catch up with you guys for years, for years. Right, I could imagine. I could imagine. I could imagine. How is the light weed game out there, though, in Michigan? Damn it, I forgot my ashtray. Oh, well. Yeah, but what's the game like out there? Like, is it nasty or, like, oh. what is it like? Oh, man, a weed game here is strong strong i think if you ask most most of the people in the industry i think we'd fall into like second i think we're second to california no as shit as far as quality of weed yeah you say even above oregon you say oh fuck yeah i would say fuck oh yeah, wow wow because i've had some i've had some shit in oregon man i've had some and i ain't said i've never been to michigan so i don't so that's why i'm just saying like I know Cali, and then I know Oregon, and that Oregon shit, I was like, wow. But I will say that was a long time ago. So tolerance is different now. Maturity is different now. See, you know what I mean? So it might not be 
today what it was when I was 21. Yeah, I'm fucking 38, almost about to be 39 next month. So I'm like, or this month actually. So it could be different. Could be different. Uh, I'm sure they've still got a lot of fire coming out of there. In fact, I know they still got a lot of fire out there. That's for sure. Right. Right. But again, and I think that's we, we put all in a lot of work in a short time here. That's for sure. That's so. I know. I'm pretty proud of what we got going here. <laughs> that's so. <laughs> so a lot of what we do on this show here is like try to get out a little bit of backstory, figure out some of these people's cannabis stories and everything. So one of the first things we usually get out of the way here is uh, I ask about uh, your first experience with the cannabis plant. You mind telling me when uh, Lady Cannabis first entered your life there? Hell yeah, man. So and one of the homies, he comes up and he was like, hey, I got a blunt of some streasy, some stress. And I was like, oh, word? He was like, yeah. And I, you know, I was like, well, what are we going to do with it? You know, he was like, man, we're going to smoke it. <laughs> so like, all right, whatever. So we supposed to be at PE. We don't go to PE. We go by the bleachers, you know, where everybody smoke is by the bleachers. So we over there and they smoking. They give me a hit. And I take my hit. I'm like, that was pretty cool. No cough, no nothing. I was just like, that's cool. So everybody started making jokes. Oh, you hit like a little bitch. You need to hit it again. You need to hit it again. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll hit it again. So I go. I hit it a couple more times. Last time I coughed up my lung and shit. Think I saw God. It was like, whatever. I didn't think I was high though to keep it 100. I was cool. So we done with PE. Next class, we had to go to the library. I got in that motherfucking library and started acting a fool because I'm very like, oh, I'm gonna entertain everybody. So when I smoked it, enhanced that shit. Literally standing on the table inside the library doing imitating Michael Jackson and shit, making all my friends laugh. Got kicked out of the fucking library for that because my teacher was like, oh, you're interrupting class, boom, boom, boom. I go to the fucking dean's office, whatever. And now I'm scared as shit because I'm paranoid thinking that they know that I'm high as fuck, right? And so they're asking me questions, why you in here? Because you never really in here, blah, 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 blah. And so long story short, I didn't get any kind of real trouble. I, I left out of the dean's office after, you know, that period was over. Got back to my homies and everybody's like, hey, man, what, what happened? What happened? Thinking I got in trouble. It's like nothing. They just asked me why was I acting a fool. And I just said that I was just trying to entertain everybody and just be funny. And I just left it at that. And they told me to stop cutting up, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, but where can I get some more of this weed from? So my boy was like, I got a little bit left in that Nick sack. I'll give you some. So he gave it to me. So I'm like, cool. I get home. I was going to smoke it again. I had this huge backyard with all these trees, avocado trees. So I was going to go smoke and climb up in the tree and just hang out. Then I realized I didn't have no way to smoke. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know how to roll nothing. I don't even know what to roll it with. And then I was like, I don't have no pipes. I had none of that. And there was no YouTube. There was no let me Google it and see what I could do. There was none of that shit. So I was just like, fuck, I'm not going to be able to smoke this shit. So I didn't do nothing with it, but I told my next door neighbor, his name was Mondo. He was one of the essay homies. I was like, man, I got this little weed and this and that. And he was an older cat. So he starts laughing and he was like, man, let me show you what to do, Holmes. So he fucking grabs a beer can and shit, pokes some holes in the beer can, poke one on the side. He was like, boom, you got yourself a pipe right here, fool. I was like, oh, where? 
So I smoked that shit and I went and started listening to music. And I'm a music head, I'm a musician. I've played instruments my whole life. I play like five different instruments. So I've always been into music. And so I started listening to music, dude. And I was listening to fucking some Mexican music, to be honest with you. It was like some mariachi shit. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, their horn arrangements are amazing. This music just sounded like so fucking dope to me. And after that, I started smoking weed like a motherfucker just to listen to music. And then I smoked some weed right before I went to church, which is where I played music at. I was in church. I was the man. I was on them percussions like, doo, 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 doo. fucking look like a little, like a uh, Ricky from, uh, from uh, I Love Lucy. I was looking like that motherfucker up on that bitch, right? It's just some Babalu shit. And from there on, I just started using weed, honestly, just to create music and have a good time. Or if I knew I was about to go perform somewhere, I would smoke some weed. And then it just came to, I just like smoking weed. So I've been smoking weed since like 95 or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's just been like a nonstop type of gig. And I love that shit. So that's my little journey for why I even, excuse me, decided to try it. Peer pressure, you know what I mean? <laughs> and no, I will say, growing up in the church, my mom was a, a minister for like drug addicts. Like that, right? And so when I looked at people, I realized no one in the halfway house were only weed smokers. They was like, yeah, I smoke weed. I also do crack. I do heroin. <laughs> I be on Sherm. And I realized nobody was in there for only smoking weed. So I was like, well, it ain't going to get me strung out and fucked up. And then I found out that all the OG musicians that I was around from LA, all those dudes smoke weed. And I looked up to all these guys. So I was like, oh, they some dope ass musicians. They doing their thing. So maybe this would make me a dope ass musician. <laughs> so I let it do its thing. So yeah, man, that was, that was how I, uh, started my journey to smoking weed you know what I mean pretty awesome start by the way yeah. that's a cool story very cool story yeah <laughs> uh, do you remember what uh some of the strains were back then no was it just the brick weed I was say honestly it was just brick weed in a Nick sack he was trying to do your transaction as quick as possible from the catch he was buying it from so it was like, it could have been all the same thing in 10 different bags. I would have never known. I don't honestly think I started knowing about strains, like real education of strains. And so I was like in my like mid twenties, roughly. And I was like, no, I'm gonna say early twenties. No, about 18, actually. It was when White Widow really hit the scene in Cali. Because when I smoked that White Widow, I thought that was like the dopest shit ever. And I, I think I was like 18, I was on my way to Vegas to go and uh, party out there and do, do some music and shit. And so I didn't like flying and the homie was like, I got something that'll ease you out on the plane. And he, he was like, man, let's hit this White Widow. I hit the White Widow, I was on that motherfucker. I thought I was flying without the plane. <laughs> I was like, plane? What you talking about? I don't need no plane, I'm already up here. <laughs> so yeah, it was, uh, it was nice. So that was when I first started realizing about in 2000 was roughly like strings. You still mess with the music nowadays? Yes and no. Uh, I do it for myself and I do it for like my background music for videos, intros. So I use it more so for like media type stuff. Uh, I don't really do it for like, oh, I'm a producer rapper. I ain't even got time. Like anytime somebody say something to me like, hey man, I got a song idea. 
I'm like, oh, good for you. <laughs> and I like walk away pretty much. And they're like, wait, no, we should link up and do some music one day. I'm like, nah, I did that shit from like a child all the way up until I was like 26. Like, I don't have time for it now. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't really don't do it. I'll, I'll make some beats with like my kids or something like my daughter. She's like seven months. So she likes to just sit on my lap while I create music. Like she'll just be calm and chill. So I'd be like, all right, well, I want to calm you out. Let me put my, my beat machine on. So I plug in the MP and I do that. But I really don't do it like with other people. If I honestly, though, met someone that I actually thought was dope and I could do something with that person and not even from like, oh, we can make it big. Just if I was like, I want to hear your voice on one of my tracks, if you don't mind, I would I would link up with that person because uh, I will say as a producer, I'm very good at making anybody sound good like I feel that's the job of, of a producer. Like, you're not supposed to find dope rappers. You're supposed to make rappers dope or singers dope or whatever it is. So I can mesh with a lot of people very easily. So if I found somebody that I was like, I got to hear you on my shit, man. I would rock it. But now I just do shit. And I'm, I'm, I'm working on an album, but it's just like the album for me, for fun, for smoking. So it'd be like sativa tracks, hybrid tracks, and indica tracks. So you'll have some upbeat like sativa, like almost like some shuffling type shit if you think of it on that type of, you know, vibe. Also with a little bit of West Coast like rap. And then you'll hear like the uh, the hybrid stuff. The hybrid stuff will kind of be like some, uh, you could say like Erica Badu, like some Neo Soul. It got a little bump to it, but it's nice and laid back, like, you know, some shit like that. And then the Endica stuff will be like straight R&B, like fucking music or like meditation style music. So I'm working on that just to try to put a little something out for some fun, but it ain't gonna be like me rapping or nothing. It's gonna be like instrumentals and I might come on and say one word like smoke weed, bitch, and then call it a day. So it ain't gonna be like nothing big, but just something for fun. Yeah. Right on, right on. Yeah. Well, as long as you're keeping it alive, man, I think that's awesome as hell, man. You gotta pursue the dreams, even if they're, you know, old and even if you don't think they're gonna happen, man, you still gotta keep this shit alive. You know, moreover, it's, I think, the creativity side you have to keep nurturing, no matter what it is. You know, I think that's where a lot of people, as they grow up, oh, I hate saying that because I'm obviously older, but I'm never growing up. I've got right. one of my kids is in chat right now. You know, <laughs> actually, dope. 21. I Actually, <laughs> I have a daughter that's 21, believe it. 25, that's 21, crazy. and eight, 18, if you believe that shit. She's out here in here in chat, and uh, you know I'm a firm really I'm a firm believer you should. I think that's what's wrong with a lot of adults. To be, wrong, to be honest with you, they grow up, they fucking they kind of get beat down in life, and they stop uh, having that creativity. They stop, you know, having an imagination. And once that imagination's gone, man, I think that's where it's like end game right there once you stop being able to have that see your dreams like a fucking picture or just be able to have that creative mind it's it's a wrap i think you got to keep that nurtured all through life i agree with that and i also think that like i try to tell like say like say with my kids i got a, a almost nine year old he'll be nine next saturday and then i got like a seven month old right for me i'll always tell them don't ever try to get rich with something you love as far as talent. Accept payments for it, but don't try to get rich. Allow someone to pay you. Because the minute you try to make your talent pay your bills, the minute you'll start hating your talent, because now this will feel like a chore and it'll, you'll be critical of it. 
versus just doing what you're doing and letting someone say, hey, let me buy that off of you. And then you say, okay. But if you put it up and say, I'm selling beats, you're fucking it up now. You, you got to do what you do and let someone offer to pay you. And then you'll see it's just totally different. That's like with actors. Actors never go out on a gig and say, I'll do this role for 50 grand. They go out and show how good they are. And then they let a company say, I'll pay you 100 grand to do this role. So I figure never sell yourself. Just be good at what you do. Basketball players, athletes, they never say, I'm going to catch this ball for 20 grand in high school. Nah, motherfucker, you show your talent and then you let someone come to you and say, hey, I like what you're doing. I'll give you a full ride if you come over here and catch that ball for me. Now it's cool. You didn't have to sell it. So when people give you things, that's when you get the most. You, you cap yourself off when you try to sell your shit. So I always tell the person, try to be in service with your talent and then your talent will take care of you. But if you try to pimp your talent, nah, them hoes is gonna be mad after a minute. They're not gonna do what you tell them to do. And you're trying to slap your talent around. You can't do that shit. <laughs> you gotta love your talent and just let people wanna watch. I like you, brother. I like you. Thank we, you, man. We share, we, we share a similar mindset. That's for sure, man. <laughs> I said that a long time ago about this show. You know, it started out, I did a couple episodes. They're like, oh, how freaking you can do this? I was like, every day? They're like, every day? I was like, every day. And then as it, you know, trans strike kept going, dreams started coming to reality. You know, people started going, you know, you should, you should monetize or, you know, you should set up the super chats and that. And I'm like, no, no. It's just not the route you're looking and for. And they were like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. You guys, it's same thing you just said, basically. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to be able to do this on my terms. And I want to do it because I love it. Just like anything else I do. And I, same thing that you're saying right now. I was like, once I start taking, you know, any kind of anything from this, then it won't then it will be a job you guys will expect something because you're paying and i will have to show up because i'm being paid and eventually i won't like to do it and yeah. it was just like everything everything you just said it was the reason i chose not to do it then and i'm still to this day glad i didn't and to be honest with you you're super fucking right because you know the goodwill and everything I've gotten out of this non 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 monetary, you know what I mean? The right, goodwill, right. the people checking on me, the shit that really matters, it's came back with a floodgate. You know what I mean? I, you can't put you can't even put a dollar amount on that shit. Right. I would rather have the goodness, the good vibes floating around me any day than you know a few bucks here and there. You know, forget that shit. I'm so with you. I'm so with you because at first, when I first started my channel, I was trying my hardest to figure out how to monetize, how to monetize. Cause I had done all these other channels before I had done fitness channels. Uh, cause I was a, tra a personal trainer for 15 years. So I had, I was doing that. I also did children's education, uh, just making funny videos for kids and shit, like just weird shit that I was doing. And I was like, man, I'm not making no money from it. I'm not making no money. And then I was like, you know what? I don't even want to be known for doing kids education because I smoke too much weed. Like my wife, we on a swinger reality show for Playboy. So I'm like, if that came out, 
Next thing you know, people will be like, oh, he a sex addict and he around kids. So I'm like, I don't even want to do this shit. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? So then I told my wife, I was like, look, man, I'm about to go into the cannabis industry because I was doing biometric health screenings at the time. And so I was just like around people that weren't like me whatsoever, you know, and I was just like, I got to do what I need to do. I'm going to go and join the cannabis industry. I'm going to start my cannabis YouTube channel and I'm going to start being me 100%. I was like, I'm basically about to be like a gay person, but for weed, I'm coming out the closet, motherfucker. Like, this is who I am. I'm wearing my green and my leaves. Fuck that shit. And that's exactly what I did. And it was the best thing I could have ever done. And I stopped focusing on monetizing for YouTube because they sent me a thing saying I couldn't anyway because I was like doing reviews of weed and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, fuck it. But then I'm like, you know what? At first, then I, then I hit a point where I was like, no, I'm going to try to get paid from them. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. And once I started focusing on that, my channel started going downhill. <laughs> and then when I got back to having fun again, the channel started going back up. And as you say, the people checking on you for certain things, you know, that shit, it, it means something. I be getting people telling me all the time, man, you were funny as fuck. Hey, I like the way you said this. Damn, you really made me think about this. Thanks for that, man. I really appreciate it. I had somebody hit me the other day on my uh, Instagram and he was like, oh, you inspired me to start my podcast. And I was like, for real? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I thought, you know, when you uh, decided to start yours and you pivoted your channel, it encouraged me to do the same thing to like start a podcast. So little shit like that. I'd be like, man, that shit is dope. You know what I mean? So I love the interaction that YouTube gives and like you and I being able to sit here and chill and talk. Like if I wasn't doing YouTube, I would never have met you. You know what I'm saying? Because I wouldn't have been listening for those keywords when we were in clubhouse. Like I was in the middle of working out when I was listening to clubhouse. So I was, I was listening for keywords and when i heard you say youtube but first when you came on i'll be honest with you i was like i like this dude's voice because i'm really big on voices of like oh this person could do voiceovers for this or you could be this villain or you could be this character on this you know cartoon so i, I think those type of things when i hear voices i'm like i said i'm a music person so i'm all about sounds and tones and shit like that you know and so when i first heard you on clubhouse i was like i like this dude's voice i was like that shit's pretty cool right there and then you said something about the YouTube, and I was like, oh, wait a second. But the ways down was like, okay, okay. When looked at the full profile, I was like, okay, okay. And then you was like, yeah, so if anybody wants to come on, I was like, I'll take you up on that. <laughs> I was like, because I like what you were doing, and I just like the vibe. So I was like, man, let me do this shit. So then when you sent me the link, <laughs> I clicked the video. I was like, oh, okay, I ain't got five hours to watch this right now. <laughs> so I hit you back and was like, I'm gonna watch that later on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I went and watched it and I was like I think I see what the vibe is of what he's doing so like when I when we just talked I was like okay I he I got the right vibe of what he's doing like I, I like that shit so I thought that shit was creative as fuck so I'm always uh, honored to be a part of something that I respect in creativity and I, I respect the way you formulated your show so I appreciate being able to be a part of it like a real shit man I'm super glad you took me up on that invite, man. I'm, I'm liking the clubhouse, man. I, I had a little reservation at first. I heard people talking about it and I was like secretly kind of going, I was taking notes, man, because you hate to be, you know what I mean? You hate to be the guy that like, okay, I hate to be dumb here, guys, but what's cool? <laughs> it's not just popping out, right? You know what I mean? So I'm like, what's clubhouse? I want to have to check shit. in on this shit. 
For real. And, you know, but I checked into it, man. And I actually fucking, I tried to, I tried to download it on my Android with no, can't, you can't use it on Android. It's an iPhone oh, only Oh, okay. Thing. I've been hearing that. I've been hearing that, but I wasn't sure if people were just having issues and shit. Oh, no. And then fucking I fucking got on the other phone. I fucking downloaded it. And there's still a waiting list. I'm like, shit. Yeah. And then I had uh, talked about it on the show that night with the uh, Oil oil and Flower podcast, Buddha Blake. Uh, nice. And he's like, man, I'll throw you an invitation. And then Cass threw me an invitation. I got on there. And, man, I love that shit. It's like a TED's talk. You know, it's not just about cannabis. You can learn about anything you want to learn about but it it, it, i think you know i'm following most cannabis stuff and i view it to i kind of think it's like a ted talks for weed is what i look at it as but you can talk back to the person (laughs) yeah it puts you on a level that's the one thing i really enjoyed about it is you know it put you on a level playing field with uh uh with a lot of people, you know what I mean? Big people, if you had questions, just like you said, you raise your hand and ask that person a question. And, you know, it's an, it's an awesome format. It really is. Yeah, because I, I honestly didn't even get in there from cannabis. I got in there because I'm part of a uh, investment group uh, with this one. It's a channel. They have a YouTube channel called EYL. And so they have podcasts, all this bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm part of their private investment group. And so people have been getting in there and been like, oh, who got clubhouse invites? Or somebody be like, hey, I got two invites. Who wants some? So somebody said it. And it was like 2 o'clock in the morning one time. And I was like, yo, I'll take one, you know? And the person didn't have one. But somebody else saw my shit and was like, hey, if you still need one, I got you. So I was like, all right. So I sent her my phone number. And she, boom, she put me in there because I was on the waiting list. And so I felt like I was standing outside of a club and shit, listening to the bass of the music. He couldn't get in that motherfucker. And I'm just like, damn, I'm so like, they having fun in that bitch. So then when she gave me the shit, I got in there and I started hearing all the financial stuff. And I was like, all right, I got enough financial shit around me. I'm like, what's up with the cannabis? So I typed that shit in. I don't think I've heard anything about finance since I found the cannabis shit, to be honest with you. So... I just be in there like vibing with people and seeing what people doing. And sometimes I just, I be listening to people's weird out the box theories and shit. <laughs> and so sometimes it's just entertainment. And I just be like, don't even get in an argument with these people. Uh, <laughs> so I just, I be seeing and hearing a lot of bullshit sometime, I will say. I'll definitely I think I think that's part of the mystique about the fucking app. And I think that's the way they pitched it too. Because and, and again, this is nothing against that iPhone or iPhone users, but iPhones <laughs> and iPhone users have had that mystique about them for years that they were kind of snooty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You weren't you were nothing. You're part of the club unless you had that iPhone. So I think. <laughs> that was actually pitched, you know, when they fucking put the app together, like, we're going to, they probably didn't even have, we're like, I don't even know what the app is yet, but we're just going to tell everybody right off the bat, you can't be in it. Unless you in a fucking way to you. I think, yeah, I think that right there just made a bunch of people right <laughs> off the bat go, I want in that shit just because I can't get in. <laughs> For real. I think that's, they did it like I a think they have no. 
I think they have no intentions on ever just like you can just create, go in, create a fucking account, and you're in. I think it's forever gonna be like, hey, you gotta know somebody. You gotta know, know somebody, somebody who knows somebody. <laughs> like, I, I honestly think that too. Because my wife was like, yeah, I tried to get on, and it was like a waiting list. I said, yeah, I was on there until Homegirl put me on there. And I was like, they probably not even going to have, it's like playing zombies in Call of Duty. Like, there is no last level. <laughs> so it's like, you'll never get an email that says you're accepted. <laughs> like, you'll always have to know someone, which I think is fucking clever as shit. So I'm like, that's some pretty cool shit because now it is a clubhouse. Like, everyone knows someone. And if you track it all back, it all goes back to one person who started this, when you really think about it. Cause that one person knew somebody. So it's like that six degrees of separation. Like it's, it's very, I, th- I thought it was very clever to do something like that. I, I wish I would have thought of it to keep it 100% honest. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> I wish I would have thought about that shit. But yeah, we'll see. I'm thinking of some slightly, shit. Slightly. I'm trying to make some shit. Slightly I want to make genius. an Yeah, just a, just a little bit on the genius side. On the genius side a little bit. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make an app. I can't say it here. I'll, I'll text you off camera. Uh, a certain app I'm trying to make, but if I can make this app, I think people like you, myself, the people in Clubhouse, will fucking appreciate it. Like there's no tomorrow. So, yeah. Good man, I appreciate you, brother. Man, fucking, I love people that are dream chasers. I, I, you know, I said, I've said that throughout this whole thing, man. I love people to see people chasing those dreams. It's very inspiring. It's making them and people you want to surround yourself around, you know? Right. You know, I love people that can come up with an idea and aren't afraid to, you know, put some time into it to make it happen and shit. That's awesome, man. I hope you do it. I hope it comes. No, yeah, I thank hope, you. I hope, I hope it comes to fucking pass, man. I want to be one thank of the first you, man. people to put it on my phone, man. I don't give a oh, shit. Yeah, it's one of those things. It. I don't even care what it is. I just want to be able to support a friend, be able to like, hell yeah, my buddy put this together, man. Check this out. Dude. Get this shit. You're the shit, dude. I like you. You're the shit. Because I'm like that. I'm all about like, if we all support each other, we can keep going. But it makes it hard when you don't have an entourage. So I always go back to hip hop. The wackish rapper He's good because he has an entourage around him. You don't ever see a whack rapper walking by himself. He always got an entourage. And those people make him think he's good. So he gives that confidence. And when you exuberate that confidence, you the, the universe will treat you like you're that good. So you think of sports. Okay, yes, there are some people who are more athletic than the others. But the ones who are really good are the ones who have a lot of confidence. It's not the ones who know how to move this way or they can flex this way. It ain't, it ain't those guys. It's the people who have the most confidence because at the end of the day, they're all professional basketball players, right? They're all professional football players. We all professionals. So it's just one of those, I got more confidence than you and I'm going to get more. When I was a personal trainer, I wasn't a buffest guy. I was a stripper for like six years. A male stripper, right? Of course, I was a male stripper. It would have been weird for me to be a female stripper, but I was a stripper for, for six years. I was never the buffest guy, right? I was never the tallest or most good looking dude. It was some guys coming in with fucking elephant trunk dicks and shit. I wasn't that guy. I was just a guy. But my confidence was so high, I would walk away with a 
fuck ton of tips. And sometime I would walk away where some other people got sent home and they would ask for me to stay. But it was because of my confidence, because I never had confidence in my looks. I would show up with confidence in my personality. So I knew I'm not this good looking motherfucker, but I'm funny and I can make y'all girls laugh. And I got a Rolodex of jokes that I do every house I go to. <laughs> so I got my act together. So I come in and make the girls laugh and they, I make them forget that I wasn't this dream stripper. <laughs> like I'm not even the guy in the picture. The company I work for would get these like crazy ass models that are Photoshop and then send me talk about catfish, motherfucker. So it was, it was some unfair shit happening. I admit it. But I figured, well, if I could at least make y'all laugh tonight, y'all get over the fact that I'm not this guy that y'all saw in the picture. And if y'all could not pull up the picture and compare it, I'd really appreciate it. So that was the type of shit it was, man. So I always feel if a person has his confidence, man, you'd be shocked at what could happen. Like, I'm all about confidence. Not cockiness, just confidence. Just be confident in yourself. And that's why people make it. So I think that when creators are around each other, it's always important to have other creators because we'll keep you confident, plain and simple. It's, it's no way I could let you be like, man, this shit, should, I should stop. Like, I'm going to be like, yeah, you should. I'm going to go record my shit, though. <laughs> no, no, that wouldn't even make sense. You need those people around you that understand what a creator is. Because a creator, most people don't even know the real definition of a creator. A creator is someone who brings something into existence. So there was a time that you thought about a channel, and now you have a channel. This is in existence. All those plants behind you. You thought at one time, I want to plant some, you know, some weed. And now they're into existence because you brought it in. So you're being a creator. That's what a creator is. So other people really don't get that. They just think a creator is somebody who wants to have fun on YouTube. Nah, I got to make something be here that wasn't there. And then you're the people that sit around and just hit like and dislike and shit and all of a sudden want to have opinions. <laughs> but motherfucker, I'm the one who went through and took the time to make something be here. So a lot of times when I see dickheads come on my YouTube, I erase their comment. Fuck off. You don't deserve the light of day. I went through time, got my green screen together, got my lights and shit. And you gonna come here and leave some punk ass comment? No, I took time to make this be created. You're not gonna come in and try to stomp on my parade. Obviously, I wasn't talking to you if you didn't like my video, dumbass. And I'm one of those people. If you don't like me, I wasn't talking to you, bitch. What the fuck? So, yeah, that, that's me, man. I'm one of those people. I'm an asshole, but a, a good asshole. So when well, I've seen somebody ask, I believe it was Cass asked in chat, what kind of beer are you drinking? They want to know what kind of beer you're drinking. <clears throat> All right, somebody going to shoot me. They're going to be like, what? <laughs> it's a Foster's beer. Not going to lie. That's it's what I thought beer. I see. Yeah, a lot of people don't like Foster's, but it reminds me of my brother. My brother drinks these shits, and it just reminds me of my brother. So... I drink Foster's because I'm not really like a, a beer kind of sewer because I like to smoke more so. So for me, it's not like really that important to be honest. So people always make jokes about me with my beers and shit. Like, yeah. Oh, I didn't let you down. <laughs> That's funny. It's Buddha Blake. I was talking about you earlier, Buddha. Another YouTuber there. Cool dude. Cool oh. dude. That's so, so what do you do so, with all your weed, man? 
I smoke a lot. Smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I do smoke a shit ton of weed. I should yeah. I, you know, I, I give quite a bit away. I have, uh, I am a caregiver, so I do, I have patients that I take care nice. of as well. And, uh, but yeah, mainly, I smoke a lot of weed. That's for sure. And, that's done. <laughs> that's one done. of the things, man. That, you know, I love. I'm, I'm blessed. You know, I'm blessed. To be honest with you, to be able to do this and do what I do. Uh, that's yeah. sick. That's sick, man. I, I like that. I like that. I wouldn't change at this point. I don't think I would change much, man. About when I was a kid, I was. This is one of the things you know you'd hope you could do at some point in your life, but to be able to you know live your life, wake up and have your day be yours, and do what you do, it's, it's definitely right. a blessing. Nah, I, I agree. I agree. I, I wake up every morning. I get. I, I take care of my kids mostly. Because uh, my wife, she's like a deadbeat wife. I'm just playing. No, <laughs> she be working all day. <laughs> so she, uh, so it's always me at the house chilling with them, and I'm getting work done on the computer and whatnot and things of that sort, and just editing shit. <clears throat> uh, we got a vending machine company. Uh, we got all kind of shit that we we do. We we sell clothing. Uh, I'd be pressing up clothing and shit like this terpene shit. I, I do this on my own. And the only reason I do the terpenes is because uh, when I worked in a dispensary as a bud tender, everybody would come in and they'd be like, what's your highest testing weed? And I'm like, highest testing in what category? And they'd be like, THC. And I'd be like, well, I mean, right here. And they'd be like, I want the highest shit because I, I got a high tolerance. And so I was like, a high tolerance for what, though? I'm like, you know, the terpenes is going to tell you where to go when you, once you're high, right? And they would be like, what? So I decided to make a T-shirt or a shirt company <laughs> that says terpenes so motherfuckers can stop walking around like dumbasses. And it's, it's weird because a lot of people ask me, like, what the fuck is that? What, what is your shirt? Because I always, all of my clothes are all draped and it all says terpene. Like, I won't wear anything else except for my own shit. And so people always ask me about it. And then it gives me a chance to explain to them what terpenes are and where they can be found and not just in cannabis, but you know, just explain them just period what it is and how much the cannabis plant has in common with a lot of other plants that you already fuck with. You know, so I try to do my little education on people when I talk to them and shit. So I appreciate that, man. Again, man, I appreciate that shit because I get disgusted when I hear that number. Oh yeah, THC strongest, you know, same shit. It, it's it's not what it's all about. You know what I mean? It, it is right. the entourage right. effect. I miss those days back in Michigan here where we could go in and nose a jar. Because to me, just like you're saying, you know, I I never even cared about that number. I, I would know it was almost every jar that I, you know, every name. That's the one. That, that that's the one. I don't even give a shit. It spoke what that to me. Is. It that, spoke to me. Yeah. You know, and again, a lot of days nowadays you can't do that, but people should be able to at least know what the what the chart means. 
kids. You know what I mean? Right. It's sad that, you know, a lot of times you can't go in and know some jars, but at least they do put it there in front of you in black and white, which is harder to understand. But, you know, I was talking on there on Clubhouse the other day about uh, they were talking about the Matrix and how people could understand, you know, what they're getting and they were talking about the same thing you were saying. People just rush in and want to know what's the highest THC, what's the highest THC. I think that, you know, people should, when they join a club, this was my suggestion to it. When you join a club or you go into a club for the first time, right. I think no matter what, and this is just the first mm -hmm. time, because most time the provisioning centers, you know what I mean? You're a medical patient and you plan on going back to that one. But I think you right. go into one for the first time. Oh, you're a new patient? Uh, well, sorry for the inconvenience, but there's a 10-minute consultation. You know what I mean? And then you're going to have to go sit down in the room and fucking hear a little quick spiel about terpenes. Do, do, right. do, do. These are the different terpenes. These are the different effects. Help you understand the cannabis a little bit before you go back. You know what I mean? And right. then when you get back there, you have a good knowledge of, you know, what the numbers actually mean. But, you know, I think a few times of that and, you know, we'd have some educated consumers versus, yeah, you know. I agree. I agree. But see, what I've realized is that the, the higher percentage of people that come in dispensary, especially like because I was I worked in recreational. So there was this is all rec. They don't give a fuck about none of that. So it's like, imagine if you went and like Bevmo or the liquor store and like me, I'm just looking to get a Foster's and somebody stopped me and started talking to me about the type of barley. And I'd be like, motherfucker, you got me fucked up. And there's people that come in there like that. And then out of the whole day, you might catch one or two of me and you that walk in there and actually will have a conversation with you about the plant that goes further than what's your high CHC? I want indica. Nothing with sativa in it, no hybrids, just indica, you know, people on all this shit. And it's, they just, it's, it's weird now, but I can't, I can't I understand it. And the reason I say that is because when I buy a jar of weed, why is there so much writing on this? <laughs> the companies are now just writing shit. And so I always try to tell people, I feel that the cannabis industry is the new fitness supplement industry. You got a lot of claims out there of shit that's going on. You got a lot of people that's putting shit and shit, cutting corners, and a lot of people coming in talking about, I want something to go to sleep. I got a back pain. I got this. I got that. And so when I was butt tending, I was like the best and the worst butt tender all at the same time. Because like when people like you and I came in, I was awesome because I'm spitting the knowledge, right? But then the people that came in and didn't want to hear that shit, they'd be like, oh, I want to smoke an indica because I got a lower back problem, right? And I'd be like, well, are you working out and exercising? <laughs> and they'd be like, what? I'd be like, well, you can't outsmoke being 100 pounds overweight, putting that pressure on your back. So I'm asking you, are you actually doing the other things to go along with the cannabis? Because I'm a strong believer of, I don't want cannabis to be known for only taking people out of feeling shitty. If you like cannabis when you feel shitty, imagine how dope it is when you actually feel good and you feel like you at your peak. And that's why, in my opinion, outside of tolerance, the reason why a lot of people will never get the high that they got when they first smoked when they was 13, when they was 15, you felt so good. You was already here and the weed took you way up here. 
But now as you get older, people stop taking care of themselves. So they start filling down here. So now when they smoke, they only made it to here. So I always feel if the better you feel, the better this weed is. So I don't like to look for weed when I have a bad day. I like to look for weed when I have a great day because then it makes my day fucking amazing. But I don't want to be in the slumps and be like, I need weed to come out of that. No, I need to deal with whatever problem has me in the slumps. And I need to smoke the weed on top of that to make myself be like, man, I'm on motherfucking cloud motherfucking nine right now, player, because I was already feeling good before I even smoked that shit. So I, I try to do that because then if not, what's the difference between this and pills? I don't care what people say. Well, the pills will get you. I don't give a fuck. What's the difference? You're still being dependent on something. And this ain't covered in your health insurance. So this is more expensive than the pills that you get from your doctor. So at the end of the day, we got to be mindful. And that's just how I am. And I, I don't expect a 19-year-old to be like, yeah, he's right. I don't, I'm, like I say, I'm older. So this is the place that I've come to. But I realize it's just it's more fun when you can do these things when you're already having a good time versus when you're fucked and that's your crutch to not be fucked. <laughs> like, nah, you got to deal with your life. That did not, that's not, this, this ain't going to make your boyfriend or your girlfriend the right person for you to be with. <laughs> so if you hate your life, this ain't what's fixing that. Get rid of that bitch or that motherfucker. And then folks see it as a single person who are like, you know what? This weed is amazing because <laughs> you changed your situation. So I like to make sure we, we focus on that in the cannabis industry as well. Because I, I don't know, I just I have just I just look at things the way I look at them. I, I don't really say, oh, I'm getting medicated, because that's now encouraging the youngsters to put this in a group with, you know, you know, fucking Xanax and all these other shits, you know, these because you're talking about medicating now. And they don't have the education that you and I have to understand what we mean when we say that shit. So I take language and I think when you say certain things, there's a crowd that might not be as smart as you are to take it that way. So maybe we shouldn't say, I got medicated this morning. No, you smoked some weed this morning. That's what you did. That's just my personal opinion. This isn't Tylenol. This is weed. And it just so happens that it's an anti-inflammatory. Brandy, the drink, is an anti-inflammatory. That's not medication. Anti-inflammatory is a side effect. Side effect. So I don't like to label stuff as drugs and all that. I call it what it is. This is an ingredient. And this ingredient, this one plant has a gang of ingredients, all these terpenes, all these flavonoids, it has a gang of ingredients in it that for some reason we can extract these shits and isolate them. And we can use those ingredients however we choose to use them. You can use it for fun. You can use it for insomnia to cure that anxiety. Niacin cures anxiety. That's in cashews. We don't call that medication. So let's, it's a plan. Let's be educated enough to use it. Sorry for the rant. Yeah. Oh no, man. This, this your fucking episode, man. I, I, I encourage those. I encourage that type of behavior around here. Damn okay. It. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, for sure. Niacin, though, you brought up niacin, and it kind of threw up a flag for me. Uh, 
you said it helps relieve anxiety, but I think in abuse causes anxiety, to be honest with you, because that's one of the main ingredients in a lot of these uh, energy drinks and shit is the niacin spike. And I've, you know, I've talked to a lot of people, myself included, uh, who went on little benches with the, the energy drinks. And man, I went for a good solid year where I was like pounding them things. And boy, I had right. never really even had anxiety in, until then in my life. I actually kind of questioned it, to be honest with you. I was one of them old, old fuckers that, you know what I mean? When I heard anxiety in kids, I was like, ah, them kids are pussies. Raising a generation life. of pussies. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. You know, I, I'm serious because it was, I, this is my day, my same speech right here. It's, I told you this was going to happen. It said, everybody wins attitude, giving everybody's fucking trophies. I told you it was going to fuck up them kids. And now it's this anxiety bullshit. And I was like, it's like, they're just pussies. They can't take, they just can't take it. They're fucking anxiety, ain't such a thing. And then, you know, years later, you know, drinking energy and drinks and shit, man. I caught a, I don't drink bout, a few bouts of anxiety. Oh, yeah, me and too. I I think it's linked back to that. You know, I talked to a few other people. Uh, Red Setter Farms is another gentleman who does this type of thing. Michigan Bros Grow Show is uh, who's he, whose show he's on. Right. And um, one night me and Red were talking and he's like, man, that shit... I used to drink them just like you, and man, now I've got anxiety that I can't shake. And I, right. I thought about it, and I correlated the two, and fucking, uh, it, I think it was just early enough to kind of put an onset to it. But man, I definitely noticed that. I edge, think that I, comes from I caffeine. Red, man, I was. Like, I think Red, it's the you, caffeine in there. No, 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 I don't think so because. I still drink coffee, and I always have. Right. The morning, to, I'm it's fucking twelve thirty at night. I'm still pounding. No, I'm coffee talking about right. the pairing of them. I'm talking about the pairing of them. So that's why if I'm gonna take the ingredient, I watch where I get it from. So I don't do energy drinks. I won't. You'll never catch me with an energy drink. People ask me like, I don't do coffee. I don't do any of that. And they'll ask me, how do you uh, have energy? I'm like, I go old school. This is a long time ago. This thing came out called Go to Bed on Time. I get enough rest. <laughs> and so I also make sure my diet is right. So I won't get niacin from an energy drink paired with all this other bullshit because these are all these things that are making your body go out of whack. So it depends on where you get your shit from. So that's why I say cashews, because from the cashews, you're also getting your healthy fats. You're getting protein from it. So you're actually getting it from a useful source where it's not paired with something that's going to fuck you up. Nature won't. Well, I'm not going to say that because it will. But. In most cases, nature won't give you one item like an apple and then say, I'm going to give you something that doesn't pair with the other ingredient inside of the apple. So like, like a vitamin C is not going to pair right with a vitamin E or something. Nature doesn't normally do that. But when humans get involved and say, just like something with weed or something, I'm going to take this from here and I'm going to take that from there and I'm going to make a super monster and they do this shit, your body now is overreacting because it's not supposed to be taking this at the same time. So I don't believe in putting niacin with energy drinks and then say it's just this, it's this ingredient. No, it's these ingredients together being taken at one time, just like for a lot of poisons for you know different uh, 
pills and whatnot. It does no matter what. They're all different ingredients put in one pack. If you took that one ingredient by itself, it wouldn't have the effect that it has once it's all made into a fucking pill. You know what I mean? So I just feel like that when it comes to these energy drinks, the, the energy drinks for workout supplements, because I took a workout supplement called Super Pump 250, motherfucker. That shit, man, I had anxiety. My arm was going numb. I felt like I was going to die. I was like, I couldn't work out because in the middle of workouts, I would start having panic attacks and shit like that. I was paranoid. I had never felt like that in my life. And I haven't been the same since. It took years for that shit to get away. And I used to be the one that would cram like a four loco and shit, those energy alcohol drinks. I used to do that when I was younger. And then I stopped doing it. But then I took this supplement and went for a run and was doing pull-ups and trees and shit. And next thing I know, it was like my world changed and I was just this anxious motherfucker just having all this anxiety. So I had to really dig into like nutrients or uh, micronutrients instead of just paying attention to macronutrients. Cause as a trainer, motherfuckers just be paying attention to proteins and carbs and shit. That's all the macronutrients. Then you have to go to your micronutrients and that's where you coming into your niacins and then you get potassiums and things of that sort to see where you need to level yourself up. So I think those things play a huge role in it. I think, you know, a lot of the youngsters today, they're on energy drinks, like plain and simple. Like they on energy drinks to go work at McDonald's. Are you fucking kidding me? And so they do that and then they drinking crazy coffees, but they not just drinking coffee, they drinking Starbucks coffee. Really? Starbucks coffee? That's not coffee. That's a fucking kid's milkshake with caffeine in it. But they call it a coffee so you feel like an adult when you get it. If I called it a confetti milkshake, you wouldn't go get it every morning because you feel like a fucking kid. So I'm going to call it coffee and I'm going to put all this extra bullshit, this dairy, all this shit in there to make you be all fucked up and contaminated in your body. So it's a cycle. And then the people will go to Starbucks and drink it and then be upset that med medical... Uh, medical care and stuff like healthcare isn't better for us. Like, wait a second, you don't even take care of your goddamn self. You want better, better medical care? Like, come on, motherfucker, hold on. That's more bullshit. And, you know, and that's how I look at those things. So I, I think that there's, I just, I look at the ingredients and I just see where I get my ingredients from. You know what I'm saying? But I don't, I don't do none of those things. I don't do the energy drinks. I don't, that's, that's that liquid crack. And I try my best in my normal life, not to get nutrients and calories and shit through drinks. I, I try my best not to do that. Unless it's something that I juice myself or blend it up myself. And I'm not saying I'm just some fucking health nut. I mean, I, I got a fosters here. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying like I never do normal shit, you know, just in my norm. I try my best to stay away from that. But I just started realizing like with this anxiety, especially in the youngsters, not even just the energy drinks, it's their lives, man. Like the shit that they, and I know sometimes we all get anxiety for the stuff, but you always feel like you're behind. If you're younger, especially, you feel like you're behind. Because every time you go on Instagram, everybody seems like they're so far ahead of you. So you think I'm behind. You got this thing out of nowhere. Those are the type of things that I personally feel when I I look. I, don't know. I think a lot of these youngsters they 
stay off of the fucking Facebook and or Instagram, you probably won't feel so much anxiety. Oh, I've seen it that shit firsthand in my own children. And again, we got one in the chat. Love you, girl. But yeah, <laughs> night and day, night and day. You know, between the days where you know, and that's all. That's in my my parenting experience, man. That was always the leverage over the kids was the phone. Give me that fucking phone. You can do anything else. They don't even give a shit. You take. You threaten to take that phone and life is over. But I've seen, you know, that attitude change night and day from the time they don't have that phone to the time they have the phone from the time they get the phone back. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's like, holy cow, it's, it's night and day. It's night right. and day. I see it in my kid, man. He's fucking eight. And that's what the leverage is. That and the Xbox, man. Can't do that. Can't go on Xbox because you could chat on Xbox. Because if I took your phone, you might like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> I'd be talking on Xbox anyway. <laughs> so I'd be like, no, no electronics. And then it's like his whole life just. <laughs> and he'd just be like, fuck. But then I'd be caving in because then a the little motherfucker be all around me and shit. <laughs> he won't let me have no time. <laughs> all of a sudden, you want to talk and kick it and shit. I'm like, man. Go fucking play Roblox, Doc. Get away from me. You are punishment. Get the fuck out of my room. So we be kind of fucking up on that, my wife and I. But yeah, <laughs> I try. I try. Where'd you grow up at, man? Uh, well, in uh, mid-Michigan. Oh, right okay. on the outskirts of, uh, not in Flint, but around Flint area, I would say. Okay. I, I definitely spent some time in Flint. But okay. uh, I wasn't raised in Flint. I wasn't raised in <laughs> plenty of outskirts cities. Did they fix that water situation, man? Uh, kind of. Yay, nay, no. Still, still ongoing. You know, oh, it's it's one of them things. It's they can rip up pipes in the streets, but the the uh, you know, and the plumbing in the houses. I mean, it's got to be all the way to the tap, really. You know, it's it's a fucked up system. But, Damn. You know, it, it's not, you know, what's the sad thing about it is Flint got a lot of attention, but, you know, it isn't just Flint. It's a lot of the older cities that are going through the very same thing. It just hasn't made the light of day yet, barely. Wow. That's interesting. That's interesting. Because I've never had to deal with yeah, something like that. Well, it's it's all across this great United States of ours. I mean, look across across the board. We went in, we put in an infrastructure, and we never went back and upkeep. You know, right now, cities, water, drains. You know, a lot of these bridges that were put up in the heyday of the United States, man, are in a lot of neglect right now. You know, we don't go right. back and do the maintenance that we should do. You know, a lot of these cities are hundred year, hundreds of years old on the same roads and drain pipes and shit like that. So, yeah, it's, it's a dirty little about. secret, I would say. Right, <laughs> right. No, that makes sense. You know, it's crazy. I used to live up in the mountains uh, near, like, Big Bear area, like, down here in Cali. 
and living there, you could drink the tap water. Like no one had bottled water delivered and all that bullshit. Like you could put your shit in a glass and look at it and you would see exactly what's on the other side. You didn't see little sea monkeys and shit swimming around in your shit. It wasn't nothing like that. It was just clear, but we had water tanks that sat like pretty much right above the house. And so you just drink right out the faucet. And then it was always nice and cold and shit. It was very interesting. And so I was living in the mountains at that time when everything came out with Flint. And I felt like, oh man, I feel like I'm drinking with my finger in the my pinky in the air. I'm like, cause I'm drinking out of my tap and they light and they tap on fire. I'm like, what the fuck? So I thought that was some cold shit. You know, and that's another so. thing too, man. Uh, you just brought up another point. We're not, we weren't even lighting our shit on fire. It was just nasty. But there is, you, you just hit another aspect of it all. Another gentleman that was on uh, Rooster Farms the other night, in the middle of the United States in the hills. You know, I don't want to be let his location out, but he's definitely in some beautiful mountains, you know. And he was talking talking about how shitty the water was where he was from uh, fracking and shit. You know what I mean? You oh, would think in the yeah. fucking beautiful mountains. Now they like shit, shit on like, fire. Man. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, we're, we're fucking it up. It, a lot of it is infrastructure, but man, there's a lot of bullshits Damn. going on that's fucking up water across the country as well. And, uh, you know. That's some unfortunate Indeed. shit. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so let's get back to YouTube. What, what What is your YouTube channel? What is the prop? Where can, how can they find your YouTube channel? Mods, you're slacking, by the way. Me. I have not, I have not seen that link tonight, Mods. You guys are usually on that shit. But uh, just can't me. That's how they find yeah, you. Yeah, A lot of them have mm-hmm. said a lot of nice things about you tonight. That's for sure. And I want to make sure they're able to uh, find oh, your channel. You so when you oh, first started it out, it was uh, it was just uh, reviews and stuff. What was like? Tell me about the first couple vids. Let me don't make me go back. Tell me about the first couple vids. Okay, so I'm gonna literally tell you the first first video. I was like, okay, I got to do it. This is going to be my last channel. I'm going to try to get that 1,000 subscribers in 4,000 hours. It's not minutes, but hours. So I could, you know, make it into the family if I, you know, got my shit, right? So I was like, I'm going to put a video up on, it was like June something. I, I made a date, like put it up by Monday. It was like some bullshit like that. No matter what the shit was, what it looked like. So I had some uh, CBD, I think it was like some CBD flower or something. And it was, I, I realized like a lot of people weren't really talking about CBD flower or blah, blah, blah. So I did a little review about some like CBD flower and it was like all blurry and shit, but it got like a couple like views like within the first day and then some people started leaving comments and shit. And then I got some, uh, some CBD isolate called frost and i got it off a of groupon and so i was thinking to myself like if i put in there like on the like in the title like 
Groupon CBD, it could get searches like because people will probably be on Groupon. So I was kind of trying to piggy piggyback off of the traffic that Groupon had and then buy something off of there, like the CBD that's kind of in its own world. And then people will probably look for it online. So I did that shit and that actually worked. It got some views and it was still kind of going slow but I was doing my thing. I was like, I'm gonna be consistent because that was like the main thing I had to do. And uh, what's funny is, this is just kind of like in the story. So somebody told me like, you need to have an intro. Somebody typed that because I would just look at the comments, you know, and this girl, her, her name was like Samantha. She was like, I'll never forget it. Cause she was like, you need to have an intro for your uh, videos. And I was like, she was like, but some kind of disclaimer talking about it being 18 or older or something. That's what she said. You need to have a disclaimer for your shit being 18 and over, right? And I was just like, oh, damn, she's right. So I was trying to, I looked around on YouTube to see what other people's like disclaimers were, right? A lot of, nobody knows this actually. Uh, so I'm actually telling you something I never told anybody except for my wife. So what I did was I looked around on YouTube and it, it's a dude named Eric Kahn. And he has a YouTube channel that's a weed channel. He got like a million subscribers or something. He got like a stupid amount of subscribers. But his name is Eric Kahn. And at the beginning of his video, he was like, he said something like, oh, YouTube has been busting my balls lately about the content. So if you're not 18, right? And I was like, oh, I like that. That goes along with my personality because I'm always like, fuck this, fuck that motherfucker. And so I was like, okay, so in music, what you do is you hear somebody's song and you do your version of their song. That's how music musicians get inspired. They like, oh, I'm gonna do my version of whoop de whoop or how I would do this. And they don't have to be a sample. It could just be their energy of how they would do it. So I took his energy and I did an intro on my shit and I made a beat to it. And it was like, if you're under 18, get the fuck out of here, get the fuck out of here. And it got this beat that's just like, and it got these strings going and shit. And then it just like, I come in and I'm, I like start talking, right? And I get comments after comment after comment after comment where people say, I subbed as soon as I heard that intro. I get comments, that's a sick intro, bro. That fucking intro. And then those comments have, two, 300 likes on them. And I was like, damn, people are liking my personality, but I literally did my version of what the guy Eric Kahn says at the beginning of his videos to keep it 100. That was like how I came up with my intro and shit. And so I started doing that shit and I just kept doing like reviews. And then I got a job in the industry as a butt tender. And so then I was just getting product like there was no tomorrow. And then when the vendors would come in, they would kick me down with extra product because I would be out there and I'd be like, oh, man, this is cool. I'd be like, well, shit, I'm going to try to do a review about this if I get one. And I would hand them back their product and they'll be like, well, no, nah, you keep that. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, really? They'd be like, yeah, man. I'd be like, All right, I'll do a review about it. And so then I would go and I would do a review. And it wasn't really like really a review. I would just smoke something or eat something 
And I just kind of like talk, of, I would never trash anything because like at the end of the day, my taste in weed has nothing to do with your taste. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like how this edible hits me has nothing to do with how this edible is gonna hit. It's all about how you communicate with it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just, I kind of just, I don't know. I would just kind of talk about what it was and I would just like make jokes. And most of my videos, I would like make a whole video just to make one joke, literally. And then I'll go and I'll look in the comments and see if someone caught the joke that I was trying to put out there. And like, I, I was a video where I was talking about, uh, I did cannabis training university before I, I became a butt timber because I felt like I wanted to know more than what I actually knew and there's a gang of shit on YouTube, but I wanted some organized information so I could just kind of understand more about the plant. You know what I'm saying? So I review about this, about me doing this, right? And only reason I did this review was I, I make jokes and I'd be like, just cause you got, I, I always say like, you've had feet your whole life, but that don't make you a motherfucking podiatrist, right? And I always felt that that was like a, a funny thing to think about. Like, hmm, I have had feet my whole life, but I'm not a podiatrist. And my thing of that is like, you can smoke weed your whole life, but if you don't actually go and educate yourself, that don't mean you know shit about the plant. And it's like the people that come in and say, I want the highest testing THC. I've been smoking longer than you've been alive. Well, that don't make you a fucking weedologist. <laughs> that just make you a weed head. <laughs> like what the fuck? And so I did this whole video just to tell people that they've had feet their whole life, but they not a fucking podiatrist. You couldn't tell me how many bones are in the feet. You couldn't tell me which bone is what. You couldn't tell me the real name of your pinky bone toe. Like, fuck that shit. And we've had them our whole lives. And we don't know that shit. So don't act like because you smoked your whole life that you know the fucking plant. Unless you actually said, I'm going to open the book and find out what's the actual medical name of my pinky toe. And you say, I'm going to find out what's actually in this plant. I'm not going to just smoke it. I'm going to learn it. And that's why when you asked me about the strains, I wasn't really into them when I was young. I was just smoking the motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but then as I got older, somebody introduced a strain. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker got a name? I thought his name was weed. <laughs> like, no, nah, motherfucker, certain types. So then I started realizing that shit. And then as I got older and started really getting into shit, I did that cannabis training university. And that shit blew my I didn't know tinctures or any of it. I just, I wasn't exposed to it. And so it doesn't make it as like, you need cannabis training university. It just came to my life at the right time years and years ago. This was, I probably did their shit like six, seven years ago. You know what I'm saying? So this was like a long time ago when I did their shit. So I just, I was like, I just want to know more. I, I like to soak in information. I did like homeschool for high school. Like I'm one of those people, like I'll go find information and get an answer for something that I want. You know what I'm saying? So I felt if I did this course, it'd give me information for what I want. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I'm not endorsing it. Like, if you're going to take anything, take my butt attending course. Fuck them. I'm just saying, like, I, I took the shit because everybody has to learn. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, this shit is actually pretty cool. But anyway, to say that shit, I kept doing my YouTube channel. Everybody kept on commenting and blah, blah, blah. And what really made my YouTube channel take off, I'll see just like you're doing, like, keep doing content, keep doing content. 
It's all about timing. And if you have enough shit out there, you can get the right type of timing. And I'm gonna tell you what I mean by that. I did a video of how to make your own vape cartridge, right? Using this like, uh, I ain't gonna say the name of it, using this ingredient like a liquidizer to make vape cartridges. And I was learning this myself. So it wasn't like I was given an instructional and I told her, I was like, I'm not saying, oh, this is, I'm telling you, I'm trying this. So you see how this works, plain and simple. I make this video, it had a little traction. It, you know, it was like, it was at like maybe 300 views. And I was like, woohoo, I got 300 views, bitch. I thought I was the shit. I had 20 subscribers at this time. And we go on a cruise to Mexico. So my phone's not working. We finally port the next day or dock the next day. I'm having breakfast and I go sit out on the front of the boat and I go look at my phone. I have 68 subscribers all of a sudden. And I'm like, what? Cause I had been counting each one of the motherfuckers. Every time I would get like a 21, 22, I would text my wife, 22, 23, 24. So I'm at 68 now, I just, you know, got about 150% increase since I got on this ship. So I'm like, what? Every time I get chance, when I get reception, I look and my shit's up. Boom, I'm at like, you know, 62, 65, 80, you know, it's going. So then I get back and I'm probably at like, I think 92, 93, right? All my other channels never got past like the teens. It was always in like 16 subscribers, <laughs> 14 subscribers, 19, never 20. It was never other. I get 19 and a half subscribers. I don't know you could give me that shit. Weird shit, right? Look, my shit's over a hundred. I start doing some research to find out. It's this how to make THC vape juice, right? I say it's all about timing. This was when that those kids died from smoking vapes. And I'm not laughing at the fact that these kids died from smoking vapes, but when they died, it made people want to research how to make their own shit because they didn't trust the, the black market uh, shops no more. So now they want us to know how to make their own shit. So since I had a video of me making shit, my shit went up to the roof. And people thought that I was funny, so people would leave comments. No one really even talked about the video. They would just leave comments like, oh, you funny, oh, this motherfucker, blah, 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 blah. And my shit went through the roof. Next thing I know, that video is 20,000, 40,000. It just fucking went through the fucking roof. So that was honestly like one of the main things that got my shit up there. And then another video of me talking about uh, do you have a high tolerance for weed or do you have weak weed? And talking about that uh, type of situation. And that video really helped my video, my channel skyrocket. So it's like, it's I got like a million videos, but it's like a handful that are like the ones, like you guys are the ones that just make my shit. But since I pivoted to podcasts, my shit's been like, <laughs> but it's okay because I know it has to take that dip to reformulate, to go back. So I'm like, it's, it's totally okay. So I'm just, 
continuing to do it. So it's pretty cool. You got to keep that horizon going, man. You do something too long, you get bored with it. You know, that's for sure. Super true. And I told my uh, my channel that about that. I said, hey, I'm going to change it and I'm going to start doing podcast stuff instead of the reviews and blah, blah, blah. And honestly, they were super cool with it. They they was like, they were supportive. They was like, hey, do that shit. We like, you know, you and your personality is not about the, the products and stuff. So they were super duper encouraging about that shit, dude. And since I've done it, there is a, a hardcore group of people who still support my shit, watch it. It's just not, it's not big because it's not like I'm piggybacking off of like companies. Like I would do like, oh, here's a review about this vape right here. So people are looking for this vape, not really for me. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm doing something where it has more so to do with me. So it's not piggybacking. So I expected the shit to go down. But honestly, this is way more fun because you're more fun than a vape. Like what the fuck? <laughs> so I like collabs and talking with motherfuckers, man. <laughs> I fucking appreciate it. I think this is one of the more funner ways collabs to to grow your channels. I, I, I myself gotta be probably the laziest creator uh, of when it comes to that shit. I know all the keys. I know all the keys on how to draw my audience. I don't do none of them. I honestly yeah. don't. And I know, I, know, I know all of it. You won't catch me at any one of my videos going, please like or subscribe. Words, not one words that them words don't come out of my mouth. I don't ever do it. Right. I never ask anybody to tune in. Uh, I, I don't use hashtags, which are very key. You can go in, like, say, after the, your video and put in 10,000 hashtags. And, like, right. it could be, like, right. no matter what it, you know, the hot, one of the, the, one of the key fucking cheater ways to fucking to do something like that and make your shit pop is to like just search you know basically kind of see what's hot that day and then tag on to that hashtag and then that automatically right. throws you up into that realm as well but there's other ways you know hashtags are a lot man any kind of keywords as long as you're in that oh I do the group, SEO yeah yeah I don't I so I don't I don't use I, I used to do it, but I don't do it anymore. And you know, I, a lot of things I could be doing to do, grow the show. I don't. I don't. I just. I think honestly, though, I think that's dope. I, I think that's so dope. Because I had to. I, I did I, go through all that shit. Of like, please subscribe. I had to do that shit. Yeah, what I'm saying. So I think that is dope that you're like, no, nah, I'm gonna just. Come out and do what I'm doing, motherfucker. <laughs> like, and even now that I've like I, gone to podcasting, I don't say that no more. But it took me like a hundred and something videos. So I think you fucking already like ahead of the game. You know, I I just I, I again, this is a, a labor of love. I just feel like you know, this is like if I ever wanted to pack it up, fuck, be like, all right, I, I, if I don't. If I don't do none of that, I won't feel bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I, right, you know, with that right. same thing in mind, though, I, I'm a carpenter by trade, a very skilled carpenter. And I ran my own business for 20 years. 
you know, I work for myself yeah. and never once fucking advertised. Never once. Never once. I had t-shirts made to that war what I, you know, when I worked and that was it. And the rest of it, 20 years, word of mouth. You know what I fucking, you know what kept me in business was besides word of mouth is one of the keys to success. I never changed that fucking phone number. I still got that phone number to this day. 20 plus years on that fucking phone number. I still get random calls, man. Hey, man, I know I ain't talked to you in 15 years, but man, you still doing that shit? And sometimes if the person's right or whatever, I'll be like, yeah, man, I still, yeah, I'll take care of you, man. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. What kind of shit you do? Oh, man. These days I try to stick to more cabinets, tables, curio cabinets, finer shit. But I can build you a house, man. I can start from the ground. I, I from the foundation. Uh, I can build it. I can side it. I can put the windows in it. I can floor it. I can drywall it. You know what I mean? That's I can so do dope. A to Z. That's so dope. I've always respected that, like uh, a carpenter, like just the building. Like I thought that shit was always dope. Like I've never really put <clears throat> real time into it because I'd be like, man, y'all in no measurements, homie. I have shit all fucked. My shit would look like Goofy built that motherfucker. So I'm like, hell nah. So I've always been intimidated. So I've always just like respected carpenters because y'all's measurements are like stupid crazy. And that makes sense of why you're good at growing because you're really good at like detail. Like you have to be. So I think that shit's pretty dope. You've had a pretty well-rounded career by yourself, man. It sounds like you've had a lot of fun, done, had a lot of fun jobs yourself, man. Fucking oh, yeah. trainer. That'd things. be an amazing job right there. Some music, you know. Yeah, it's always been interesting. You weren't cocky. You weren't too cocky while you were supposed to be being cocky. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. I'd be trying not to break character and shit. I would always say, like, I met my girl during the time of me being a stripper. And I didn't meet her, like, at a party. I was a manager at a gym, and she was a trainer there. And so she was like, hey, let's hang out, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right. I was like, you know, I'm I'm a stripper, blah, blah, blah. So if you were kicking me on the weekend, you got to come with me to work. You know what I mean? Like, I can't go with you nowhere on the weekend. That's my time that I make my real money. So she was like, all right, I'll roll with you. So I was like, all right, for sure. So I told her, I was like, all right, I got to try to play like this sexy character. So I'll be trying not to like break character. <laughs> She's like, what? I was like, you'll see. I can't go in there like my goofy ass self. And I'm supposed to be like the sex guy. You know what I'm saying? So, so I would first walk in and go like, hey, what's up? And I'd be saying shit like that and talking to those words like, all right, Molly, well, let me, uh, y'all talk like that and shit. So then I was like, you know what? I always break character after like one, maybe two drinks. I start going into just who I am, all fucking like, hey. And so I started doing that and I was making fucking paper, man. Those girls love that shit. So then I stopped even trying to go in and be sexy. I would come in that motherfucker just like a normal fucking guy, but a funny guy. And I was just real with them, and they love that shit. Funny story. One time, like, so, okay, you do all these games as a stripper, right? 
So I went to the store, and I, the grocery store, and I was buying some whipped cream and some saran wrap and shit. And I was standing in line, and there was like a group of girls in front of me, about four or five girls. They were standing in front of me. And we're in line the whole time. Didn't say shit to them. I leave after them. I end up going to the same house as these girls. I was dancing at the party at their house. I get there, it's probably like 25, 30 girls, something like that, right? And so we talk in and shit, and they're like, yeah, oh, you're a stripper, blah, blah, blah. And they like all over me and shit. And we got to talking, and I was like, y'all don't even think I'm attractive. Y'all just think I'm attractive because I'm a stripper. Like, that's all it is. After you heard that name, there was a cloak that was put over me to all of a sudden make me look good to you. I'm like, it's, it's not anything. And they was like, nah, you this, you that. And I was like, y'all bought, and I named all the shit that they bought in the store. And I was like, from the Stater Brothers up the street. And they was like, huh? I was like, I was in line behind y'all and y'all didn't fucking say a word to me. <laughs> I was like, cause I was just a guy in line. I wasn't not fine and sexy then. I bet y'all didn't get in the car and be like, oh, that guy behind me, he was sexy. <laughs> and they was like, oh shit. I was like, y'all think I'm sexy cause I'm here as a stripper. And they thought that shit was crazy. But that's how I looked at that job. I look at any job like that. Like people think they safe cause a cop showed up. The motherfucker's just a guy like you. He just put on a fucking outfit with a badge and put a gun on his head. What you mean? Like, he got a gun, the criminal got a gun. You just think you're safe because he said he a cop. What the fuck? So I think people will look at you a certain way once you know. Like, you say you, you, you're you a carpenter. I, I look at you a certain way. Like, I'm like, oh, he's, like, really, like, pays attention to detail, especially if he, he cocky enough and not in a bad way to say, like, I'm really good at what I do. I like cockiness. But some people take that word wrong. But so I say not cocky for the general masses. But for me, I'd be like, yeah, it's not cocky. I'm just really good at what I fucking do. I got to believe in myself. What I'm supposed to say, I kind of suck. But, you know, like, what the fuck? So I like that. But I think, oh, OK, he's very into, like, detailed shit. So people are going to look at you a certain way once they figure out you do certain things. So being a stripper, that shit was fun just because people looked at me a certain way. And I looked at myself as, like, the dorkiest dude in the room. And I'm like, y'all really think that this, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm about to go home and watch Ace Ventura. Like, I'm about to go home and have a fuck-a-thon. Like, what do you guys know? So it would just be interesting shit. So my wife and I, we would go and she would go with me to shows and she would host my shows once we actually started dating and we moved in together and shit. I'm like, yo, come with me to my regular, like just all the bachelorette parties and just come and host the show. And she was like, they're not going to be mad that we together. I'm like, no, they're going to love that shit. Trust me. And the girls loved it. And I, my tips went through the roof. I was like, oh, yeah, this shit is dope. So it, it, was, it was an interesting life, man. The stripping world was like a world like no other, I would definitely say. A lot of cool things came from it. Like, I didn't have the bad stories. I didn't lose my life. I didn't start doing crack or nothing like that. I didn't wake up and my ass was sore. I never had any of those weird stories, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had a very fun, I'm in a relationship life, you know what I'm saying? When she's the wife, my wife now, the mother of my children, like, and she met me and trusted me through the whole thing. Like, we were like, I'm like, no, you can come with me. And then we swingers. So I was like, man, we could be finding chicks for threesomes and shit. Like, this is easier if you with me. <laughs> and so, she was like, oh. <laughs> so then she came and started hosting my shit. 
And I'm telling you, the tips like went through the roof because the girls respected her for allowing me to do it. They, that was how they looked at it. Like you let him do this, you don't, you don't care. So, so if he, he, we just playing with his dick. You don't even. And she like he's here for y'all's entertainment. Y'all enjoy it. She's like, what are you talking about? And then she would come back and tell me who the, the freaky ones were, who the ones that's like I'm just here to observe. So I knew exactly who to throw, throw attention to. All this bullshit, man. That shit was cool, man. So, and then it landed us to Playboy, and we did a reality uh, TV show for Playboy. So that was like good times as well. Sounds pretty awesome, brother. I give you some credit for fucking giving her some credit because that was my next question. There was I was gonna be like, do you think it was partly her keeping your ass out of the, you know the other bullshit you know that you could have fell into? Because you know it it would be easy to fall into some of that shit if there wasn't somebody at the end of the night going, all right, roll it up. Let's go. <laughs> you know, I, 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 yeah, I could think that, but I'm very like, I'm very controlled. I always tell I, people, I would tell people, because when they would say like, your girl doesn't care that you're a stripper. I'm like, let me tell you this. She has to have more fear of me being a personal trainer than she does of me being a stripper. As a stripper, I show up to a house with, 30 girls or I might show up to a club and blah, blah, blah. I'm like there for like an hour, whatever. As a personal trainer, I'm sitting there one-on-one -on -one with someone for two or three hours out of the week and I'm changing this person's life. I'm way more attractive when I'm changing your life versus when I'm shaking my ass, trust me. So if she's gonna be afraid of anything, it should be all them women that I'm training. And my wife, she, she was, like she, she was, uh, she's competed, and, you know, stuff like that. So fucking amazing shape, right? But she know I like thick girls. So she should really be intimidated if I'm training girls trying to lose weight. They some thick chicks, that's my type. They automatically come with big titties and shit, right? So for me, I was like, man, she should be afraid of that. Not all these girls out here that I'm getting dollars thrown at me at. Like, no, that's quick money. I don't need to be fucking these chicks. Like, especially they gonna fuck me after I walked in the house. Come on, I do like three, four shows in one night. So if I'm doing two, I'm doing Fridays and Saturdays, that's about six to eight shows a weekend. Let's say I was asleep with somebody at one or two of the shows. Motherfucker, I'd be all sick and skinny and shit with ashy skin. <laughs> They'd be like, you, you dying, motherfucker? Like, fuck that shit. I'm trying to wake up and get out and my dick fall down my pants leg. Like, wait a second, my dick fell off. Uh -uh. So I wouldn't be fucking with them. But as a personal trainer, you get to know these chicks. I had a lot of fun when I was a single personal trainer. I met my wife as a personal trainer. That makes more sense than in the stripping world to me, is that I met her in the fitness world. You know what I'm saying? So she totally was cool with it. But then it's like, you know, we, we go to nudist resorts and shit like that. Like one time, she gonna kill me. One time we did a show. I did this show way out. Uh, it was on Halloween weekend, right? And so I told her, I was like, hey, let's go to this house. I'm gonna do this show. And then we gonna go to my boy's Halloween party. And so she was like, all right, cool. Like, let's do it. So we left, because yeah, we were living together at this time. So we left, we go to this party. And when I show up to this party, I had already danced for some of these girls at another house party in the same city. 
but it was a pretty small city. It was like a city called Lancaster. It was a really small area. And so it's like in the middle of like ass fuck too. So you like gotta drive from like, like from the ass up to like the ball. So you go through that chode area. There's like nothing around. That's what it's like driving to this place. You just drive it through all chode. So I'm going down chode road and I get to this house and I'm like, oh, you know what? I didn't dance with some of these girls. I'm like, they actually cool as fuck, right? And so when I walk in though, they said, it was like, hey, when is the female stripper coming? And I was like, and I was like, female stripper. And this company that I worked for, they had an app for telling people that they had a black female stripper coming, but they had no black female dancers. So when I said, what race did y'all ask for? They said, a black girl. It was a house full of black people, right? So they're like, a black girl. And it was a mixed party. So it was like one side with all chicks and one side with all dudes. So they had ordered me for the chicks and this girl for the dude. I was like, oh, and I'm thinking like, there ain't nobody coming, but I can't break the news. And now you got all these dudes over here mad and drunk. I ain't trying to get jumped or beat up. You know what I mean? I, you don't want to disappoint drunk men in an environment like that. I'm outnumbered. I ain't no ninja motherfucker. Like, fuck that. I ain't hit man. So I was like, all right. So I'm sorry. I watch a lot of karate movies. But so I, I was like, all right, well, she might be on her way. And so I didn't say nothing. Now, my girl, she's sitting in the car because I was like, I'll just be like 45 minutes. Right. And she she chilling. So they don't know I got somebody with me. So they were like, oh, well, can you wait for the girl to show up before you start? And I was like, yeah, no problem. So I'm sitting in this bedroom and I called a company and I called a girl that books everybody. I'm like, hey, man, y'all told these motherfuckers that there's a girl coming. Y'all know that y'all ain't got no black girls dancing for this motherfucking company. And they was like, well, just do your shit and bounce. I was like, they want, they want me to dance at the same time as this imaginary bitch that you got on the way. So they like, oh, well, just, just talking your way through it, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, well, I know these, some of these chicks. So they come in and they like, oh, you want to drink? And boom. So they, they nice. They taking care of me and shit. And I was like, well, look, I got my girl in the car. And so then they got mad at me. They like, you got your girl sitting in the car while you all up in here? You better bring your girl up in here. These black girls, they fucking get on hard on you like a motherfucker, right? So they fucking do it. They, I call my girl. When my girl walks in, all the dudes are like, yeah! I'm like, she ain't the stripper, motherfuckers. They like, oh! So then we get up into the fucking room. And then the girls come up and they ask her, they say, have you ever, are you a stripper? And she was like, no. And then she was like, oh, okay. Because they was like, man, she could dance. And so when they left the room, I told my girl, I was like, look, we can leave this house with a fuck ton of money if you're willing to do this. It's 30 minutes. And we'd be going to nudist resorts and shit. So then, like, we scared to see, you know, be seen naked and all this other shit. We swinging. So she was like, all right. So she had her costume for the Halloween party we were going to. And it was like a Batgirl with some shit. So she goes and gets her Halloween costume and comes in. And we fucking raked up so much money in this party. It was ridiculous. Because not only were we doing, I just told her, I said, just follow the same show that I'm doing. It was just a little divider in between us. And I'm like, you know the shows for the songs that come, like what I do when each song comes on. 
whatever song comes on, you know what game it is. And I'll make, you know, and so she was like, all right. So I split my sound system into both rooms. And it was back, we had boombox. It wasn't no like pills and all that beats by this and that shit. It was a boombox, motherfucker. So we had a boombox with a little SD card that we put inside that bitch. I separated the speakers out and uh, we fucking did that show. And I was like, during this show, I was like, she a ride or die. I got to keep this one. Because she knew where the money was able to, and it wasn't like she had to sell herself for nothing or anything like that. It was like, she's confident enough to do it. She's like, motherfucker, I work out every day. You know how many meals I skip? I don't mind showing my motherfucking body. I work for this shit. So fucking did the shit. And we made a gang of fucking money, man. So I mean, like in that world, so when people would ask me, they're like, she don't be tripping. I'm like, motherfucker, like she'll get that money too. So she she get the gang. So uh, yeah, it's fun life. Wait, you're on mute. Sorry about that. There you go. That is a fun story right there. So I can't help but not fucking wonder. That was probably one fucking fun night right there. All the money stayed in the house. You guys probably fucking got crazy as fuck after that night. That's fucking. We skipped the party. Calling you. <laughs> I can't. I don't. I don't know if you're watching fucking uh. The chat or not, but they're calling you Magic Mink and Chat. <laughs> hey man, shout out to y'all, man. I'm super happy, man. This is like a fun time, man. This is honestly real fun. Yeah, man, it's been some interesting stuff, man. I've lived a life, dude. I've been that guy that to do things that most people won't like. The things people say they won't do. I'll be like, I'll go do it. Like, cause even honestly, when I first, first started dancing, I started dancing in the gay clubs and I'm being 100% honest. And it was like the weirdest thing to me because I watched all these movies of like just the gay scene, like Chuck and Larry and like Police Academy when they went to the Blue Oyster and shit. So I didn't know what to fucking expect. But the dude that asked me to he this dude showed up to my class that I was teaching a fitness class. And he was like, after class, he was like, man, you got a killer personality. He's like, you would do so good in my job because you know how to like direct a crowd. And I was like, oh, what do you do, man? And he was like, I'm a stripper. I was like, oh, you know what? I've been trying to get into that shit because I used to do promotions for a stripping company, but that company wasn't around anymore. So I was like, I'm trying to get into it. I was like, what's up? And he was like, man, he was like, I could get you in. He, <laughs> and this fool was like, but I'll tell you 100%, I dance at gay clubs, you know? And he was like, but I'm straight up and down. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I didn't even get this so many years ago. And then his wife walks up and his wife walks up and she was just like, I was like, so, and he was like, oh, this is my wife. And he introduces me to his wife. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, babe, I was just telling him he should come and work where I'm at because he can make so much money. He's like, especially being a heterosexual dude, you'll make a gang of money. And I was like, uh, and she was like, do you like women? And I was like, of course. And she was like, you know how many straight women go to gay clubs? And with the amount of straight men there, it's like two, it'll be you and maybe one other person. And all the other women that's there that's straight and bisexual, they're all there for the picking. And she was like, trust me, 
you'll have a field day. She was like, just go to work with him one day and, and see what's up. And his wife pimped me out pretty much. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll bite. A couple weeks later, this motherfucker calls me and was like, yo, you, uh, you, ready, to, you ready to come and uh, dance? I was like, wait, what? I thought I was just coming to work with you. And he was like, nah, you gonna come, you gonna come dance, man. Birth by fire. That's what he said. So I was like, fuck it. I ain't no bitch. I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that week, I'm not even lying. Every movie with like strong gay scenes came on HBO that I could find. So I'm like, oh, don't go to the bathroom. Like all this shit's going through my mind. And this ain't no diss to the gay community. I'm telling you what was going through my mind when I was going to a gay club to dance naked for the first fucking time. You gay, you probably ain't dancing the fucking gay club naked. So don't be talking shit. I get like I'm bashing nobody on the channel. I ain't talking shit like that, but I'm talking shit because this shit is what happened. So, I don't want nobody bashing your channel, you know what I mean? So, I go, I don't even know what to wear. I'm like, what do I wear? This motherfucker was like, uh, man, just get some, like, you know, sexy underwear. Fuck, it's like, if I told you to go buy sexy underwear, where would you go? You don't fucking know. Who knows where to go buy sexy underwear as a fucking guy? So, I'm like, what? So, I go buy some bikini Fruit of the Looms, right? <laughs> So I get there, but all these dudes got like go-go shorts. They like got costumes. So now I look like the dude who had somebody knock on his door in the middle of the night and woke up in his underwears and shit. Like, I'm like, oh, this is some old negative bullshit. So I'm already scared. And this club is the biggest gay club in West Hollywood. There's like 2,500 fucking people in this goddamn club. And I had never been around like maybe one or two gay people at a time. So this was like overload for me. I was like, whoa, we are like 2,498 motherfuckers over my shit, right? So I was like, whatever, fuck it. I'm gonna try to dance. So now everybody's walking around with they shit just like on hard, like doo -doo 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 -doo. and I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, wait a second. I'm straight and I can't get hard. So I'm like, dee -dee 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 -dee. so now I can't even get my shit up. So then I'm like, oh, this is some bullshit. So then they come and they ask me, they like, oh, okay, is this some like Latin guy? He's like, oh, it's time for you to come out and dance, sexy papi. So I'm like, oh man. So my boy told me, he was like, man, don't trip. He's like, you're on a box that's like five feet above everybody. He's like, it's five feet high and you're standing on it. He was like, so your dick is probably like about seven to eight feet above people. He was like, so it's not like people just gonna be grabbing you this and that and that. This is what he's telling me. So I'm trusting this motherfucker. So I'm like, all right, man. So I get out there, tiny dick and everything, already not feeling right. And I'm like, I'm, I wanted to have a sign that says it's cold in here. Like, I was just like, this is some bullshit, right? So I'm out there and I just start like dancing, like doing my thing, right? And see, I know I got this crowd around me. I'm a pretty good dancer. I don't dance all girly. I, I got my, my I, I dance, you know what I mean? The way I dance. So motherfuckers could tell I was a masculine motherfucker. But then since I didn't have a Woody, they thought that I was supposed to be getting fucked in the ass. Because when I got off the box, dudes came up to me and was like, oh, so you're a bottom? I was like, what? What is that? I didn't even know what that shit was. So when I went back in the room and told everybody, like in the dressing room, and told them, like, man, all these motherfuckers asking me if I'm like a bottom. What is that? And everybody was laughing, like, oh, they think that you're supposed to get fucked in the ass. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, hold on. This is totally not what's true here. So then this kind of just became funny because the motherfuckers are now laughing, like poking fun at me because they still guys and shit. So they think this shit is funny as shit, right? So now my boy is laughing. He's like, how much money did you make? And I was like, man, I got like $3. <laughs> I 
<laughs> so I didn't really get no money. People was just looking at me and shit. So I leave. We leave, and he was like, "So will you do it again?" And I was like, mm, "I'm the type of person that if I fell at something, I kind of need to like make sure I can do this shit." So I was like, "Yeah, I'll fucking do that shit again. I don't give a fuck." So I went on, and I started getting myself booked in clubs. Right. Next thing you know, I was making more money than I was making on my normal job as a personal trainer. I was making like double with half the time and everybody knew I was straight. And that was what made me make even more money because they respected me respecting them. And it was very interesting how that dynamic was. My girl, when we met, that was one of the type of worlds I would dance in. So I would dance like in the gay club during the week because gay people, they party all fucking week, right? But like heterosexuals, they only party on like Friday and Saturdays. So what I would do is I would dance in the gay clubs during the week and then on Fridays and Saturdays, if it wasn't like a big event, I would be doing like bachelorette parties and playing with titties and shit, like to even my shit out, like to make me erase some of the shit that happened during the week. So I'd be like, all right, man, we're gonna play with these booms, right? So my girl starts coming with me to these gay clubs when we met and she was like, you sure they not gonna be like, oh, not tipping you? I'm like, dude, they gonna like dance with you, get you drunk. They're going to love you to death. Trust me. And that was how that shit worked. And so I was doing that. And then eventually my like stripping really started taking off. Like, cause in the gay scenes, you kind of just dancing like in shorts, but stripping, you start off fully dressing your, you know, so my stripping career really started like taking off. So then I just stopped doing the uh, whole like gay club scene. And I just stuck with doing like bachelorette parties, like, girls night out shit like that you know what i'm saying birthday parties for chicks. and so i would just stick with that unless it was like a big event that you know was going on because there's a lot of big events that go on like out here in hollywood and palm springs in the gay community and so uh you know it's a gang of paper that come out there so i'd be like fuck it so i, I was able to dance on stage with lady gaga and shit for like this like show out here for like white party i've had some crazy experiences so i just be like man it's like it's crazy the shit that you get to see and go through. It's like some weird shit, man. It's a lot of weird shit. Crazy story. Crazy story. Oh, man. I am, between yourself and chat, man, I am fucking <laughs> cracking up, man. Oh, if I know chat got to be going crazy. There's so much funny shit going on right now in chat. And it's, I already know it's, it. Trust me, it would have you fucking laughing as well if you're actually fucking. Oh, I can't wait all, to go guess, back and read it. <laughs> first of all, this is what, what I'm laughing at right now. It's from the same, you gotta keep in mind, these two comments are from the same cat. Right? Okay, okay, okay. And you, and you gotta you gotta you gotta keep this in mind too. The chat is we're 20 seconds ahead of the chat, okay? So the comments that we I'm reading okay. are like, you know, behind. So when you said something about, you know, you being straight, you know, about the, you know, going to be the male stripper there for the gay club, I see a comment in chat that says, a 20 is a 20. I'm taking that money, okay? <laughs> Fast forward to through your story, and you say that 
gay people like to party every day and straight people a little bit on the weekends. From the same gentleman says, I like to party every day. <laughs> Does that mean I'm gay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, brother, but you piece of things together. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and another comment hey, says, another comment in chat says, oh, "Who do you think?" At Eagle Gardens, who do you think has swung more hammers, the guest or yourself? <laughs> fucking chatheads, the whole time oh, you've told this shit. story, the fucking shit. chat has been fucking just as funny as your story, man. You have to go back and read some of these guys. Oh, hell yeah, I am. Hell yeah, I am. Oh, you know what's funny is because I, I already know because I don't. I don't even, when I do talk about that whole scene of life, a lot of people have a million, like, what the fucks? And I'm like, well, think about the person living it. Like, I like to live life like it's like a movie, right? So, like, I kind of look at it like I'm in a scene and I'm looking at myself as a character and how I deal with stuff. Like, I remember I ran into this, like, this, like, transgender chick. I honestly had no clue that it was a chick. And I was like sitting there, she came and she tipped me $20. And I was like, oh shit, I got a 20, I got a 20. And so I, she, I, she was like, she said, see me after you get off box or something like that. But I couldn't really hear because the speaker was all like, do, 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 do. I thought the bass in her voice was coming from the speaker, but the bass in her voice was coming from her motherfucking Adam's apple. And when I got off the box, I started talking to her and I looked at her and I, I knew right away that she was transgender. It's not that against transgender people or anything like that. That's just not what I was looking for, you know what I'm saying? And you can always tell if a person is transgender or not by the way their, their arm is, plain and simple. A, a woman's arm at the elbow, the inside of the elbow, it kind of comes out at a triangle. And you think of it as to leave room for her, her, her elbow to swing through her hips, through her shape that goes here. A man's elbow is straight. You don't have that out, out curvature that a woman has. So by knowing this, when I looked at them elbows, how oh, this bitch throwing bows. Her <laughs> shit don't curve. And that's when I knew, ah, you gotta watch who you say hello to and what you do. Cause you might get home and be like, oh shit, I done gone too far. So that's when I realized that that. So it's some very interesting shit, man. Very, very interesting shit. But tell you that whole world, it led me to a lot of like really cool, positive things in life and shit, to be honest. And a lot of like, a lot of gigs that got me money, you know, and people would like, when the person said like $20 is $20, that was how I looked at it. I was like, hey man, the minute you tell me that the straight dollar has more value than the gay dollar, I'll stop dancing at the gay club and start only dancing at straight clubs. But as long as a motherfucker equal the same shit and got the same value, I'm going to get that paper. I'm like, fuck it. I know who I am. I know what I do. And not that there's anything wrong. I don't, you know, I think anybody do what they do. Like, it's like Brad Pitt going to be like, I'm not going to take my shirt off because a dude might be in the audience. Fuck that. And get that money. 
agree with Dreamer seventy seven double D when when he says everybody's looking at their elbows right now. <laughs> they are. Everybody's like they swing and they shit like wait a second. Oh, uh, it's fucking fun shit. Hey, weird shit, man. Weird shit. So it's it's been a fun it's been a fun life, man. I try to be on that yes man shit with with boundaries, but I try to be on the yes man shit. As long as I don't feel like I'm selling myself out, I'm good. That's fucking hilarious. That's some good shit right there. That's good shit. Yeah, it sounds like you've had a pretty good run at it, brother. It sounds like you've had a pretty good run at it. That's for sure. Yeah, I've had some fun. I had to slow down. I got kids, but, you know, we good. <laughs> uh, it sounds like it hasn't put much of a damper on things. So... Are, are you going to, is part of your, your YouTube or part of the podcast, are you going to start dropping seeds with that? Is that part of the, the thing? Okay, so. seeds with can of me? You know, I say Tell you take something and you like change it and make it your own. So like, especially like in like the urban black and Hispanic community, you'll hear people say, oh, he dropping gems. Oh, he dropping jewels, dropping gems. So for me in the weed community, like if you say something that's knowledgeable, like, man, this dude's dropping gems. I'd be like, man, I'm dropping seeds. I'm talking to my people. And I tell them, like, I put them down on the ground. Your job is to pick them up, water them, and grow them. And so I don't ever really try to tell a person what I'm saying is right or wrong. I just want you to look at it from a different perspective than how you did before and see what you come out with. Because that's fun with life. When you you look at something, I heard somebody talk about uh, deja vu. And that's uh, seeing something that you've never seen before that seems familiar, right? That's deja vu. But what about vujade? That's seeing something that you know, you've already seen before, but from a different perspective. So now you're seeing it like it's new, but you've already seen it. So you're just doing deja vu backwards. And doing that is like very, very fun. And that's how I choose to like evolve. So I try to do that with other people. And I try to give my perspective of how I see things. And sometimes it could be controversial. Sometimes it could be like, ah, fuck him. I don't agree with that, but that's okay. Because if you at least get the emotion to say, you don't fuck with me, you think I'm wrong, I guarantee it made you think of why you think you're right. And it might've made you add some extra shit in when you're trying to prove your point. Because now you're trying to argue me. So I, I try to do things like that. I just like people to think different than they did yesterday about the same shit though. About the same exact thing. I wake up every day. I try to think different about my wife, my son, my daughter. I try to think different about them every fucking day, because that's the way that we can evolve and make things get stronger and better. So we look at you. Look at these plants every day. You learn something all the fucking time. It's a fucking weed plant, but you're still learning shit because you choose to look at it every day from a different perspective, and you learn something new. So that's what I've been trying to do. Man, this has been an awesome episode, man. I'm so glad you took me up on fucking not coming on tonight. Man. No, I'm glad you put me on, man. I'm glad you put me on. Because time flies, too. You know, I want to fucking, before I forget, you know, I mentioned you started to go down your podcast side of things, you know, push your show down the podcast. Right. I want to, and you know, I... I don't necessarily kind worry about focus on the podcast side of things, but I do kind of put the show in a podcast form, 
daily. So this will go out on podcast tomorrow. But since you you are oh, nice. focusing on podcasts, I want to. Uh, I, I this sounds like a shameless plug, but I'm only telling you this because it helped me, and I want it to help you. <laughs> you know what I mean? We were talking about right, people right, helping right. each other. So right. I used uh, I download I loaded downloaded this app called uh, Anchor. Have you ever heard? Oh, of I'm on Anchor. Yeah, I'm on. Anchor. Are you in Anchor? Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. That that yeah. that that anchor helped out me a lot, man. That shit fucking put me on a bunch of different platforms. I didn't yeah. all I did was sign up on Anchor, and now all every night I don't even have to do anything. I take this show, and I like fucking just click on it, and it will rip the audio right from it and put right. it into a podcast form, and. Since I've been doing that, it got me. On, I'm on fucking every platform. I, it took less than three days. It's got it on Spotify, podcast, right. or i iTunes, all that bullshit. Are and, you getting uh, views on yours? Yes, yes, yeah. I Damn, don't do see, this I shit, man. All I do is, yeah. If you're not using that app, you should be. Right. That's all. I'm like, I'm glad you're shit. bringing it up. <laughs> sponsors i'm serious within one day i signed up i had i downloaded it like when i first started this show because it had you know it said podcast i thought oh right. yeah it's cool but never used it and then you know okay. they asked me to put it in podcast and then i used i was like fuck it i'm gonna do it and within one day of using it they they, they did they do all the lady work man they're like we got you on spotify now now you're on itunes and fucking, yeah, I, half of my shit comes from iTunes. I've never even applied for not one platform, and it's got me on, like, 10. You know Damn. what I'm saying? Anywhere See, that's the, crazy. Yeah. Because I, I put three it, things up. Yeah, I'm not really using it. I'm not going to front. I, I uploaded, like, like, three episodes, motherfucker. So I ain't going to front, like, so that's why I'm like, it's probably the consistency. Because I'm like, I've uploaded three. I got, like, 17 listens between the three. So, so I was like, oh, man, is it really working? But I think, I guess it must have to be the consistency maybe then. I don't know. So, well, basically what you do is like, say you, you do your YouTube show or whatever, you can take one of your episodes, download it back from YouTube, then go over to your anchor and it'll like, you know, where you choose a file, you go over and grab it from your download and then just take this file. It'll rip all the audio from it and put right. it in a podcast form. And then from there, it'll fucking, you know, oh, we put it on Spotify. We put it on this. And people right. do start popping up and shit. You know what I mean? All right. If anything else, it's just, a, you know what I mean? No harm, no foul. It took you a couple minutes to do. It's backing right. up your content and, you know, building it for you without you having to do shit. So I'm going to get way more. Yeah. They're looking out on that. See, you dropping seeds. That would be. A dropping seeds moment, what you just did to me. You dropped some seeds to make me say I need to get on a shit. So I appreciate well, that. Yeah, if, if your podcast is your next, you know, avenue, I suggest, you know, it's right. You know, you might as well start plugging it on all them pod on all them platforms now. No, you are hundred percent right. You are hundred percent right. That's why you even asked how to reach me. I didn't even say, Oh, you can also find me on Spotify. You can. But I don't be putting no time into that shit. So it ain't even in my mind to say, oh, yeah, go look me up. Because if you look up C dropping on uh, and, uh, Mink and you look up Canon Mink on Spotify, you'll find me there. Like, 
but I don't even think about it because I haven't been putting time into it. So I really appreciate that shit. I'm gonna make sure I apply that 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 tip because that makes sense. Well, yeah, if that's your next avenue, you gotta you gotta be throwing it out there, brother. You gotta start selling it at some point. <laughs> you one hundred percent right, man. You one hundred percent right. Like you know, I I'll be honest. Like I'd be like. I sometimes lose like the the drive to keep doing it like over and over and over because I, I'm the type I feel like I have so much like creativity going on and like shooting off it really like be taking a lot of time so I'll like take something I get like the editing so like when I'm doing stuff I'll usually use like one of my mics and try to like get all the sound like leveled out and all this bullshit like that. I was trying to do all these effects stuff just cause that's like how I be, you know, I've, I've, I've always grown up doing music. I've done film editing and blah, blah, blah. So I'd be trying to like impress all of that in my mind. And I, I, I think now, like when, even when you and I are talking, you're like, man, I'll be doing none of that shit. I'll be fucking tagging shit. I'll be, I just do my shit. I think I need to sometime like just like kind of just chill and like more just stick to the enjoyment side of it instead of looking at all the like I don't even edit this shit. See, that's why I'm like, I think that shit is gangster. Like my shit, I be all in editing. I got all these editing programs, motherfucker. I got all kind of use look at my background, motherfucker. Didn't take my wall. So I do all kind of weird, stupid shit. So I don't know, man. It's just I be doing it, but I think it's different. I don't know. This is so raw that I've had people like come on and like either in a couple of instances, either in a mask or they did like a no video. And then they were like showing their garden and it accidentally showed their face. And then after the show, I get a DM. I'm like, man, I accidentally showed my face or something. Can you edit that shit out? And I'm like, dude, you got two choices. Either it stays up or I take it down. <laughs> Flat out. I'm not going back and then out. Shit. Which one do you want? <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? <laughs> take it. Well, and the first time it was take it down. And then the, the other one, it was like, ah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, ain't nobody going to figure it out. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I, you know, I actually entered, like, did, like, a little collab with another YouTuber, uh, GC Ganja. Super cool motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And <clears throat> I ran into this dude at his job. And we just were talking one time. And, you know, me, I'd be, like, out there trying to plug my channel everywhere. Like, no matter where I'm at, I try to bring the conversation back to, yeah, I got a YouTube channel. It don't matter what the fuck it is. Motherfuckers be like, yeah, man, I fell out of a window and landed on my grandma and she died. And I'd be like, dang, that's crazy, man. On my YouTube channel, I did a video talking about people recuperating from bad incidents. I like always try to put my shit back to my YouTube channel. So he was saying something at his job and I put it back to my YouTube channel and he was like, oh man, he was like, you got a YouTube channel? He was like, what's up with it? He was like, how many subscribers you got? I think at the time I had like, maybe like, I don't know, 1,800 or something. And he was like, oh, cool. I think he had like maybe 1,300 or 1,600. He was like maybe a few behind me, you know what I mean? He was like in the same range pretty much though, you know what I'm saying? 
So then I went and looked at his shit. And you ever watch uh you ever watch uh Home Improvement? Did you ever watch that show with Tim Allen? Remember his neighbor, Mr. Wilson? And you would never see his face and shit no matter what. That motherfucker be walking and he could like come up and he'd be standing behind like a fucking jar, like no matter what happens. That's the way this fool GC Khan just shoots his shit, right? And I was like, dang. And I'm like, man, you like Mr. Wilson, motherfucker. And he's like, yeah, man. He's like, I don't know. I just only want people all of my shit. But he came on my channel and told me, don't edit him out. He was like, nah, he was like, just, just leave it. Don't even worry about it. I was like, oh, I don't have to blur you? I was like, because I was going to be funny and like put you like all kind of areas where your face was blocked and shit. And he was like, nah. He's like, just let it be. He was, that's why I got the shades on. And I was like, oh, yeah, because that hides you. I was like, okay, well. <laughs> so we went on and did the shit. He is super cool motherfucker. He's one of those dudes, he like, when he does reviews, he like really breaks the plant down of, you know, like where it comes from, the cross, you know, breed of it. Uh, he'll talk about the companies. Like, with the, he like breaks his shit down in a way I would never do a review. I always tell him, I'm like, I'm not that nerd at my shit. I'm more of like a talk shit about everything around cannabis, but I'm not a doctor of cannabis. I'm like a student. Like, I feel it's a dis. I would be. In, I would be disrespectful. Like, I'd be disrespectful to you if I was doing a video telling people how to grow something. I would feel like I'm being disrespectful to you. So what I'll do is I'll do a video saying this is what I'm doing, and actually I'm fucking up here. <laughs> so if anybody got some advice. Put that shit down because I ain't telling you what to do. I'm showing you my journey of learning what to do. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I don't know. I would be saying something and you'd be like, oh, <laughs> like, motherfucker, you were so, you gotta, like, you're wrong. Like, don't listen to this motherfucker. You gotta kill your whole fucking crap. Like, nah. So, you know, I try to stay in my lane. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't feel like I'm still a young grasshopper when it comes to things like that. But I'm really super dope when it comes to like what cannabis does to your body and how it reacts to your body and possibilities of what plays a role for how it will react to you. Not saying like, oh, you'll have this and then you'll be like, oh, this, this is gonna be what you feel high to do. I ain't I, not that, I'm just more so like, hey man, this plays into your body fat percentage. You know, it, you know your high does depend on what you ate for the day, like it's, they play roles into it because of the things that it binds to, you know. Uh, it does matter where you're at mentally, emotionally, socially. Uh, all these things matter. Uh, it's, it's not just a, a plant that just starts from ground zero and starts creating things. It attaches to what you already have built, and it does things to those. Some things it, it grows it, some things it suppresses it. It's, it's really up to the plant and what you've done to your body to allow it to do what it's supposed to do. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the whole niacin thing of like what things are mixed with. I feel like cannabis is not only just what it comes with, it's bringing something to the table, but it's mixing with what you already have on the table as well. And it's just a big fucking party of what you brought to the table, you know? So that, that's how I kind of do my things as far as cannabis is concerned. And uh, I try to come from those angles and talk to the youngsters because I've, I've been homeless before, but I was homeless, but I always had weed. 
And so I'm like, man, that's a, that's a really bad financial decision, my friend. You don't have a shelter, but you got an eighth in your pocket <laughs> and you didn't even grow it. You purchased it. So clearly you homeless because you're not doing the right thing with your money. <laughs> so I had to realize these things. And so I think that, I, you know, I try to talk to people about things like that. You know what I'm saying? Of uh, just things that make sense. You know, I, I try to tell the truth. Like never ever buy an eighth. You know, I, I'm, I'm like a, I try to go with finance. You know, like motherfucker, you could have <laughs> bought all kind of shit at the end of the year. You could have got some gold teeth if that's what you're looking for. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you buying eights, folk. <laughs> like, so I, I talk about that. I, I talk about like edibles in California. I would never buy edibles in California. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking one gram of weed roughly in there, or half a gram of weed and a fucking hundred milligram bar for 20 bucks. You know, like you got me fucked up. So is I, I'd like to talk the truth about what I saw in the industry when I was buttending and was around like the commercial side of it. And I realized that I'm not a commercial cannabis person, personally. I feel that you can get into a commercial wise and find your place, but I'm definitely not a commercial, here's a chocolate bar guy. I'm too, I'm too smart for that, you know what I'm saying? So I can't be selling you something like that where I could be like, well, why don't you just buy the ounce over here decarve that motherfucker put that shit in there and you can have you know 3,000 milligrams motherfucker what the fuck are you over here buying 100 milligrams for so I'm the type that thinks like that you know what I'm saying so I didn't do well as a bud tender because of those uh, simple facts but I think that bud tending can get you in the commercial industry to find out where you actually want to be if you're trying to go commercial but for me I really really love the back end of it. I like dealing with the, the, the street part of it, like the, the part that has to do with your everyday life versus excise taxes and all this bullshit. Like, fuck all that. I'm gonna talk to you while you got a headache in the morning. You know, like, is your piss golden yellow? Okay, you're dehydrated. Like, what the fuck? You smoked and it dehydrated you more. I like to talk to people about shit like that. Like, just the normal shit. You know what I'm saying? Like. So I try to go to that, but then my podcast stuff, now I like to uh, talk to people like, because I honestly want to bring you on there because obviously you know about growing. And so as a young grasshopper, I have all kinds of motherfucking questions that young grasshoppers would like to know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm really good at articulating myself. And so I know that I can articulate certain questions to you that a lot of people that are beginners and growing would be like, thank you, motherfucker. I've been fucking stretching myself out over that. Because at the same time, you understand growing is everybody's own personal diary and personal like methods and shit. I get that shit. But some things are common, you know, that you kind of have like all girls might agree on. Like, yeah, that's true. That is a way to do it. So I, I really like to talk to just people about different things like that. I've talked to some people who work for like heavy hitters, like in their behind the scenes stuff for like distribution. And this dude's like a very honest guy, you know? So I'm able to ask him questions like, man, he gonna tell the truth because <laughs> he know he can't bullshit me. So let's get the truth out there. And so I like to do things like that. And it's not like to rep companies, it's just to make customers and consumers know really what's going on and how to read things like 
You got to pick up weed and read it like you do when you get food. You got to see what's in that motherfucker. Don't just take that, you know, 21 year old stoner that's happy to be selling weed legally. Don't take his advice for what's in it. Like turn that motherfucker over and read it. But you have to know what you're reading. Don't be like a person buying a car where you fucking kick the tire and be like, yeah, I think this is a good one. Like, okay. Like you might want to read it and see what's in it because some of these companies are putting terpene profiles and they're putting percentages and they're putting time into making their shit seem not like weed, but to seem like cannabis. And they're, they're trying their best to do that stuff. So I'm like, these companies are putting a lot into marketing now. So you might as well take advantage of that shit since you paying fucking 30, 40% in tax. You might as well take your time and read the motherfucker. Yeah, so that, that's, that's how I try to talk to people and I'll educate people on what's actually in the thing. I show people how to find out like who dispensaries they're registered to. Like if you needed to contact like the owner of a dispensary, I could show you where to get that information legally too. So I'd be on that type of shit. I'm one of those like, so people don't really be sending me free shit no more. <laughs> they be like, you just did a video telling people not to buy my shit. I'm like, I didn't call your company. I just said, don't buy edibles. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I think people appreciate a more of a real approach to it than this is good, this is good, this is good, this is good. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think people more appreciate the real porch to uh, a show. That's for sure. Sure. And I hope you do ask me to come on. I'd like to. I'd like to return the favor, man. For sure. I'd be honored. Yeah. I'd be honored to to flip the script for once. I I get asked quite a bit. And I never usually uh, do a whole lot of shows, but I'd be honored to do yours, man. You come. You I come really here and you, you had a fun night man everybody has loved the show tonight it has been uh, awesome. just a, it, i wasn't sure what to expect myself you know what i mean and, but man i've had <laughs> me either I've, I've had a great night this has been fun if you i i honestly encourage you to go back and check out the, they up until just seconds ago they've still still go on about the elbows tip of the year you know what i mean it's honestly got me wondering now because you ever shake hands with somebody and they they they've went that extra mile to you know get the elbow on you you know feel the elbow i can't help but wonder if that was somebody in the know kind of like ah yeah it's good it's good it's good all right all right you're good oh shit <laughs> Oh my god. He just unleashed yeah, a whole community of elbow checkers. Everybody you know? gonna be on TikTok like, hey man, check your girl's elbow. <laughs> oh shit. That's gonna be that's gonna be the new thing. You know how many cats probably gonna purposely straight iron walk now. <laughs> like they're carrying a kettleball and shit. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> tell you, tell you, it's gonna be something. So, yeah, man, I, that's how I found out. Like, oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, man. Those worlds are interesting. So some crazy shit you done, man. Oh, What's man. some crazy shit you've done? Well, 
I can't. I'm too much shit. I can't get my shit into that, man. I can't get. I can't get into them stories. I got a daughter. I got a. I got. I got a daughter in chat, man. I got a daughter in chat. I just told oh, you I man. was I've swinging had... dick in front of a gang of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I, I have I have buried my soul many many nights many nights on this show. <laughs> I buried my soul. Uh, it's hard. That's it's hard crazy. to just name one. There's been um, too many too many fucking crazy nights. Right, oh, right. Well. So how many years you been smoking weed then? Ooh, too many. <laughs> let's see here if i figure out i'm right around 10 when my first time i'm checking in at 49 right now oh man so you're looking good man you're taking uh, care of yourself and shit i'm trying man i'm trying fucking so that put me like roughly 39 years of smoking cannabis 20 of which i've been growing so I've been, I've been around it for a while you know uh we we talked you well, I can relate to a lot of things. I, at one point, I was homeless. You know, I, I was, you know, on my own from you know seventeen on, sixteen ish, seventeen. Mm. And uh, cannabis has always been a part of my life, man. I have hustled. She's been there when I've been down. She's been there for me when I needed to make money. She has been there, fucking. She's been there. <laughs> she's been there. So, you know, that's I don't know. I've had a long run with this plant. You know, it's helped me through a lot of shit, man. I've seen a lot of family members get fucked up from pharmaceutical drugs. I've seen lives saved from cannabis. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm all in. I'm all in. If I can deter somebody to walk down the cannabis road versus like a pharmaceutical. Yeah, I, I'd do it. I'd do it in a heartbeat, man. I'm with you. Do you uh, do you do edibles too, or what? Whenever possible. Whenever possible. Nice, <laughs> nice. That's dope. I, I yeah, man. I I like edible. I used to. I didn't do edibles for like three years, roughly. Maybe five. Yeah, it was a long time. I had some edibles one time that had me high for two days. And when I say high, I don't mean like people, because people be like, oh yeah, that's what you're looking for. Not when you got shit to do and you got a newborn. Trust me, it ain't what you're looking for. And my neighbor made some butter and I made some toast and I buttered the shit out of them bitches. And I made it for my wife and I. And we ate this toast. It was like, we both had two pieces. And when I butter shit, I go to the edges. Like, nothing goes unbuttered, motherfucker. Like, why would you have buttered bread and then leave some shit out? So everything gets the fucking butter. And it was so thick, the middle of the butter was, like, seeping in and shit, probably. I butter shit. That's just how I do it. So we did this, but I'm not thinking nothing of it. Because every time I had edibles, it wasn't really shit for me. But this girl that was next, that lived next door to me, it was when I lived in the mountains. So first of all, if you're living in the mountains, it's already something wrong with you, right? Because I knew I was up there. It was something wrong with me. So everybody got something wrong with them. And this motherfucker over here, she was like something wrong with her. 
but she was from up north, from Cali up north. So this bitch, she 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 has some some powers, you know what I'm saying? Some kind of sorcery or something like that going on in her in her butter. This shit was crazy. It was dark ass brown and shit. So we do it, and it tastes like we just eating weed, motherfucker. Like the, the toast wasn't even toast. You would never serve this at a you know a fucking restaurant or a hotel or something for in the mornings. You would never give this toast to a guest unless you just was like fuck you. So we ate it though because we thought we was you know doing our thing and we couldn't waste bread because we was kind of you know on the low side of money, right? So I leave and I go to one of the homies' house in the mountains. This weird dude, he had Call of Duty, the zombie game. So I would go play zombies and shit, right? So we over there playing zombies. I'm smoking weed. I'm chilling. Not really thinking of nothing. Go back home about an hour later. My wife, she light-skinned. She's standing on the porch. This bitch red. She walked up to me like a fucking, like, creeping zombie and was like, are you high? I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she's like, I'm so fucking high right now. And she just seems so paranoid. So then I get in the house and I'm like, man, you fucking tripping. She flipping out so much about 20 minutes later. Now I'm fucking flipping out. I'm high as shit. But now this bitch talking about throwing away all the weed, thinking the cops going to drive her to the mountains to get us for like an ounce of weed and two joints. <laughs> I'm like, you got me fucked up. So now I'm hiding the weed in the car because I think this bitch going to like throw the weed away if I go and take a shit or something. So I'm not trusting her. And then now I'm trying to calm myself down because I'm like high as a fucking kite. It was like, imagine if you haven't smoked for five days and you woke up and had your first smoke of the day and you get that real like good high, but you like, I probably could have took half a bowl because I ain't smoked in like, you know, a little while or I could have took half of that joint, but I did the whole thing. I was that high, but then I'm dealing with somebody else's fucking highest bat shit too. So I'm like, what the fuck? And that shit lasted for two days. I didn't do edibles again for about four years. But now I can do my shit with my edibles. I make edibles, I make RSO. Like I do my shit now. I don't, oh, by the way, I don't make vapes with those liquidizers. That video made my YouTube channel go up, but whenever anybody asks me if I still use that liquidizer, I'm like, fuck no. And they're like, why not? And I'm like, well, when I looked on the website, the it says three ingredients, and then it says proprietary. Fuck you. If you can't tell me what's in it, I ain't fucking with you. So I don't fucking do those liquidizers, especially if they're not telling me what's in it. And if they tell you what's in it, make sure you fucking go and research the shit out of it. So you understand what it is, because essentially those those liquidizers, it's like cutting coke. You know what I'm saying? It's like you cutting it to stretch it. And so it's people giving you something synthetic to put it down so you can vape it. But you cutting the product. You know what I'm saying? So I just think it's very important to know what it is. So I don't use those liquidizers. I just want to throw that shit out there. But I do make RSOs, you know, fucking popcorn, all kind of shit, man. I'd be making like vegan chicken and shit it's like infused with weed but it's like vegan shit and i'm not vegan i just have a, a plant-based diet but i'm not vegan like i don't vegan that's too religious for me <laughs> so i just have a plant-based diet 
nothing wrong with that. I was listening to uh, Project Farm Animal today, uh, and they were talking about uh, oh, a lot of stuff about meat industry. But one thing I thought was interesting was uh, the, full, the the fact that they pointed out that how much food it took to feed an animal, basically how much corn and stuff, and for the same amount of food that it you know it took to grow you know, the amount of land, the amount of resources you know that it takes to feed them animals. You could skip the process and just change your diet and eliminate, you know what I mean? And save so much bullshit, you know, save the, you save a lot of animals. You'd save a lot of just resources, water feeding the animals, shit. You'd get, you're getting the same energy. So why not just skip the step and just, you know, instead of having land, land to feed the animals and land for the animals, you know what I mean? You right. know what I mean? Right. You could just skip it all and have fucking, we'd have an excess of food. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's 100% right. The humans. It's 100% right. But see, this is how I, I'll keep it 100. This is why I didn't do well as a vegan. So I, I like was vegan for like years. I didn't eat meat for, I don't even know how many years. It was four or five. I don't know. It was a long time. I eat no meat, no dairy, none of that shit. I was like, fuck it, if it came from an animal, motherfucker, I ain't taking it, right? But I'm too much of a debater. <laughs> so if I can't debate myself into believing it, I can't do it. So if a person says exactly, because I understand exactly what that is, like, well, you could just this with the blah, blah, blah. To me, that's like if I go get a rosin press machine and then someone goes in comments and says, you could just use a hair straightener. Well, everything in life is a you could just, <laughs> but I do it because I fucking can. And so if you're a person that owns the land and you got the money to pay for it, you do it because you fucking can. And why can't you? Because you live in America. So I can't put my logic of what you can just do to what you should be doing. All I can say is, well, if it's that important to me, I'm going to grow vegetables for people if it's that important to me, but it's not. So I don't really even try to get mixed up in those arguments. Like when I was a vegan, I remember I was in this group, right? This vegan Facebook group. And it's like a cult, motherfucker. That's why I say I'm not, I'm not like that. I can't, so I just do a plant-based diet. I think if you say you vegan, people think all this other shit. And I'm like, fuck you. I don't think that shit. So I said something about some honey in my, in my, my vegan group. I said something like I infused some honey with some weed or some shit, right? And motherfuckers was like, honey, this is vegan. You ain't supposed to be doing that. Blah, blah, blah. Wait a second. You can't tell me what I should feel bad about. So I don't feel bad about honey from bees. As long as I know that the hive is being taken care of, or they know not to take more than 30% of the honey because it'll kill the hive. Like, as long as these people are beekeepers, they're taking care of these bees, Right. So you can't tell me that. Well, if you're a vegan, you're not supposed to eat honey. Okay, well, fuck it. I'm not a vegan because I'm about to eat honey. <laughs> Don't mean I'm going to go eat a pork chop, but I'm about to fucking eat this honey. You got me fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And that's just honestly how I look at the shit. I remember in this group, this person asked me if I wanted to go to, I think it was Barnum and Bailey or something, 
with him to protest in front of the circus because they had animals. I'm like, at least they got a job, motherfucker. Like, you know what I mean? Motherfuckers is out here with no job and shit. <laughs> like, you got me fucked up. And I'm like, chickens and shit. Like, if you stay with me and you a chicken, you at least can put in with an egg. Just like if you was a human, you need to put in on the rent. <laughs> you gotta earn your keeps because if I let you go, you done for. Like when I lived in the mountains, you know how many dead chickens there was because the black bears would come through and snatch up the chickens and the coyotes? I'm giving you shelter and protection, bitch. You better give me an egg. So I know people can make it. Like, and I understand industrial shit. There's some fucked up shit that happens, but I'm also that type of person. I I, I watch like a lot of animal shit, like animals like eating each other and shit like that. And death is sad, motherfucker. And to me, that's where like, the higher percentage of vegans come from is they just can't handle death. You know what I'm saying? And death is sad. You know, I, I think if I'm going to be mad about a, a cow giving milk, I'm going to be more upset about the economy being set up where parents go to work for eight plus hours and have to be away from their children for eight to 10 hours and allow someone else to be at school programming their ch children why they're out working to be able to pay for Netflix. If I'm gonna be upset and protest about something, I'm gonna be out there protesting about that. But neither one of those are anything that I wanna protest about. So I don't do the protesting game. <laughs> That's not my gig, you know what I'm saying? But I, I just, when I looked at the whole vegan thing, I was like, I understand all the health benefits of it. And it don't mean that you healthier than someone who eats meat because I know some extremely healthy uh, meat consumers as well. Like I consume some meat when I want to. I say I'm, I'm plant-based, which is the base. But if you go up to like level two, three, there's some fried chicken up there every once in a while. But the base of everything is plant shit because that's what I feel more healthy on. But no way will I ever try to, you go to bite and I'm like, hey, you got me fucked up. I mean, like you eat what the fuck you please, dude. You know how I many people don't like me smoking weed? So what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like as long as I don't say shit about what you eat, don't say shit about what the fuck I eat. You stay in your lane, I'm going to stay in my fucking lane. As long as I'm not asking you to eat my diet, sh shut the fuck up. And that's how I am with other people's diet. So I couldn't do the vegan thing because I couldn't talk shit to people. I couldn't, I know how to debate all that shit. And I'm like, I can debate everything, especially in the plants. Like bees pollinate most of the food that you eat anyway that's growing, bitch. Like what the fuck is you talking about? So the bee is still working for your bitch ass anyway. So don't be talking shit about me for taking the honey asshole. So when I put all that common fucking sense to this whole theory, I just have to say, no, I have a plant-based diet and I don't consume you know, certain things because of the health effects. Like, oh, dairy, it's just the acne. It ain't got nothing to do with the cow. It's just the acne, like why I gotta go into labor to understand something that I shouldn't take myself. But that's not everybody. It's just if people are taking things like 2% milk, they might be fucking with your face a little bit, you know, a little shit like that. So I just be trying to think of effects of shit and blah, blah, blah. But I ain't gonna preach to a motherfucker about it. It's a diet, motherfucker. You gotta eat, bitch. Like what the fuck? Like not to make you feel bad about what you take for fuel to stay alive. like. That's like, hey, you shouldn't be getting 87 gas. You need 89. Like, fuck you. I want to save that $2.38. Like, what the fuck? So I think it's the same way. Like, I can't be mad at you for eating what you need to stay alive, motherfucker. They like, that's just your, your fun time is just slaughtering everything for fun. Like, and hunters, I don't even think that's bad. I think they deserve more respect than people who go in the store and buy it, actually. 
Like, at least you gangster enough to do that shit yourself instead of being a bitch and relying on somebody else to take life and go through the process to put it on your fucking dinner table. At least the hunter has the balls to go out, pull the trigger, catch it, skin it. I know some hunters and that's a fucking process. And that shit takes heart to do. That's not just some, I'm going to go stand at the grocery store and swipe my debit card to get this meat. So, you know, I don't, you know, I look at the truth of it. And all these vegans, we talk about people at the circus, but then they be taking pictures with their dogs and shit. That's captivity too. <laughs> the fuck you mean? Let that motherfucker go. Why <laughs> you got a fucking dog, a bird, all this bullshit, but you vegan and you mad at the circus, but you got a dog. <laughs> like, kind of bullshit is that? So, sir, shit I couldn't agree with, motherfucker. I, I think too much to be a vegan. <laughs> like, I, I, I gotta argue with myself too much. And if it don't make sense, I don't fucking do it. You know, and that's my theory to life. Like, if it makes sense, do it. If not, fuck it. Don't do that shit. Like, and that's for anybody. So if it makes sense to you to be out there protesting for the lions and shit, I know if I was a lion and I didn't want to be in the cage, I'd eat your punk ass. Like, what the fuck? So clearly the lion is okay. And the ones that don't want to be there, you see it on YouTube. They eat the motherfucking person that's in the ring with them. <laughs> like, you know, when the motherfuckers had enough. So it's no different than an employee as a human that goes to work and shoots up the place because he fucking had enough. Animals can do the same shit. So when an animal don't want to be, he don't want to be. It was a video of like a, a, a ringmaster hitting a, a monkey and shit. Like the, lady, the trainer was beating the monkey. That was one fucked up trainer. You know what I'm saying? Like not all fucking trainers like that. My wife worked in the circus before. <laughs> That's funny shit. She was like the magician's assistant and shit. But I was in the back, like in the back with all these people. And they took care of them animals like a motherfucker. I was like, God damn, like these animals are taken care of. So it's certain circuits like that, you know, people, not everybody is the same in any fucking world. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I couldn't, like I say, I couldn't do the vegan thing. I know that's not weed related, but I couldn't do vegan. <laughs> I just got to be plant-based. Wait, you still on mute. I hate when I do hey, that. I yeah, that. <laughs> yeah I, I respect uh, the people who are do the vegan thing. I couldn't do it myself, but too strict of a lifestyle. But, yeah, it is what it is. But at least you, you're taken in with a healthy diet yourself, nutrient-rich, healthy diet yourself, I'm not trying to push it on others. So I respect that as well. Yeah. And I try because I, I drink, you know what I'm saying? So I try to balance my shit out. You know what I'm saying? I, I know I smoke and it's not that the weed is bad. I don't think that smoking is honestly a healthy thing for humans. You know what I'm saying? I think that no matter what it is that's inside of it, I don't I don't think that it's the healthiest thing. Like I look at the pipes and I see the residue in the pipes and I'll be like, damn, what the fuck is going on inside of me then? So I don't know, but it's a risk I'm willing to take. So I try to balance it out with my foods because I do know the effects of the food. So I'd be like, well, since I'm not 100% sure what happens when I smoke, I'm gonna try to balance out my health with my foods and shit. And I know I like to have some drinks, so I'm gonna try to balance out my shit with my Like I said, I mean, I still eat shit, motherfucker. I'm about to make a fucking cake for my kid's son. I mean, I said my kid's son. My kid's birthday. <laughs> like, this shit's going to be fucking amazing. This will be, like, fucking huge. So trust me, I get down in the bullshit department. But 
I try my best. So that's why I be like, I ain't about to preach, you know. I give information when it's asked for. And on my channel, I do give information about like, if you're using weed for an anti-inflammatory, you should not have an inflammatory diet, right? It's like a person saying, I drink alkaline water, but they have a high acidic diet. That shit just don't make sense. So I try to put that rhyme to reason where it's like, I'm not preaching to you a healthy lifestyle. I'm just telling you, if you're having problems with inflammation, you might want to get rid of these type of foods and this type of diet. Because if you have a diet that causes high inflammation, no shit, Sherlock, of course your shit's going to be swollen. Of course your shit's going to be hurting. So I try to put those type of rhyme to reason, you know what I'm saying? Like to different shit that goes on. So that's just kind of how, yeah, I try to, I don't really preach to people. I just give you an option. Sounds like you're doing pretty good things over there, man. I hope, I hope I know that uh, a lot of uh, the community has subbed up to your channel tonight, hopefully. I know they have been throwing them links, been throwing that link out all night long. That's for sure. As soon as one stops, another one takes over. So there's been plenty of opportunities to find you tonight. That's for sure. That's dope. I appreciate everybody that's even in because, like, yeah, this is dope. This is what I wanted to do, man. Like, I've been telling my wife, I was like, man, I want to be like on other people's shows and like, kick it with other people and get in their world with they vibe and shit, you know what I'm saying? Because when you're doing your own channel, it's always your world, you know, but I'd be wanting to kick it in other people's world because other people are creating fun worlds as well. So like, why wouldn't I go and play around in their world? Like, oh, that's dope. You got this roller coaster, woo! And that's how I look at this YouTube shit. Like everybody just makes their own shit, you know what I'm saying? So like you're playing a role and a part in my life movie of making my shit come true. So I, that's why I say I really do appreciate you putting me in here with you, man, because you're the first person that was like, hey, man, why don't you come to my channel and kick it with me? You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate that shit because this is like you're the pioneer of what I wanted. <laughs> well, I hope like we, we were discussing a little bit before the show there that, uh, you know, I hope that you do take up the opportunity to pop in, you know, more often, you know, this... I, we're trying to build a community here. And any of these shows that you watch, man, you can tell by the chat that, you know, we're all very welcoming. Anybody that pops in, it's, a, you know, hey, nice, welcome, nice to do for you to pop in and shit. And we, we love adding to the community. So, man, it's Super always dope. nice when cool people pop in. And uh, we definitely encourage it, man. The wormholes. Well, Monday nights are guaranteed wormhole. I don't schedule guests for Monday nights, so you can always plan on Monday night being a wormhole. And okay. then the rest of the nights, like, if the guest doesn't show, wormhole. Guest falls short, wormhole. So there's always plenty of opportunities, man, to pop in. There's yes, also, yes. you know, all, we're coming up on 420, too. Not just 420 hour, 222, by the way, I'm into angel numbers. I happen to look down and see that while I'm saying this. So it's got some merit or weight to this. 420 is coming up this year. And every year, well, every year, ah, one year into it, I did a 
420 episode last year, and I'm planning to do one this year. Hopefully, you'll be able to hop on and contribute a few minutes to it. Uh, Fuck yeah. 24 hours. 24 hours I went last year, and I'm going 24 hours this year. Last year, I started at 11.20 on 4.19 and went to 11.30, 4 20, 24 I'll hours definitely be tapped on in. YouTube. I'll definitely so, tap in with you. Hell yeah, that would be awesome. You know? And it was our, the heart, it was Smiley's Gardens, who's in the chat here, past guests. We were having, it was, it was the rabbit hole back then. Uh, I, the, the, it used to be the rabbit hole. And then it started, we kind of noticed it was getting, we, it's like when you buy a new car, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you see that new car everywhere. So we were like, yeah, we had an interesting change. We're like, yeah, now it's a wormhole. I see. <laughs> that makes sense, though. That makes sense. That makes, because I was going to ask why you guys changed it. Yeah, yeah that was, well, it, it was, there's, well, it's a kind of a funny story, I'll be honest with you. But it, well, it had a lot to do with the latter reason of seeing it in a lot of places, hearing it in a lot of places. And then uh, the show with, the, I told you about Smiley's Gardens, he does his episodes once a month. So the, the show kind of is getting our organic feel to it, you know, aura to the community for sure. So, and what, you know, what what's one of the bases of the organics things? Worms, organics, okay. That adds square to it as well. Then Green 13 pops in one night, who's checking in from the UK, We're regular over there. Honestly. He pops in and he had fucking had this mystery hole that had went from one side of the fence to the other side of the fence. And it had like whole fruit, whole fruit on each side of the uh, one of the hole, orange and shit and we couldn't figure it out we were, and we were just bullshit we we're like oh that's a fucking wormhole oh there was worth or there was castings and i want there was a pile uh. of castings there as well we're like man you got some fucking bps well that's a wormhole motherfucker so we ended up that night we changed the, i that's ended good. up changing the show in honor that's of that's like, that's now on this is gonna be the wormhole man that's dope. See, that's the I'm advantages good. of when you're creating. You can do whatever the fuck you want when you want. <laughs> it's fucking, it's been an amazing thing. So I, I'm really looking forward to, you know, you popping in on some of these wormholes. Oh, hell you yeah. know, it's a fun time, man. Hell yeah. I'm you looking know, forward to it. Always welcome, man. Always welcome. That's good time. So I got a question for you now. Then. Do you believe in aliens? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's your thought of it? Well, shit. That's ooh, now we're getting into a rabbit hole. That is a rabbit hole right there. Holy <laughs> shit. We have to be. We there has to be aliens here. Well, here they're out there. I'm not necessarily. I actually think they're they're somewhat here. To be honest with you. To be honest with you, I kind of. Yeah, a little bit into hollow earth theory, a little bit, a little bit, but uh, to think that we're the fucking smartest thing out there, come on, come on, no, no, 
I mean, I mean, seriously, to fucking think that, you know, out of all this great space and all the beauty of nature and science and shit, I the roll of the dice just here. We're the fucking (laughs) cream of the crop through the fucking Milky Way. If that were to be true, that's that's fucking sad, to be honest with you. (laughs) Right, I guess the best you could do, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think there's something out there, and I think we're rapidly approaching that time. But I almost think it's one of those things that uh, they're waiting for us to kind of come to a certain understanding, certain vibration. Because, uh, yeah, they don't want no part of us right now. Shit, we can't even get along with ourselves, much less. I mean, we would honestly be a fucking disease to an alien civilization. Think about it. I mean, like I said, we can't even get along with ourselves what are we gonna they're gonna up fucking take us right back to there and we're gonna get along with them and we're not gonna fight no we're there's gonna be some idiot that's gonna fucking get over there and be like this is nice i'm gonna take over this shit and fucking start fucking turning people no 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 we've got to come to a level of fucking understanding and fucking know our place before shit's gonna fucking pop off here Otherwise, they're just going to... Otherwise, I mean, come on. The other side of that coin is they're just coming here to fucking harvest. (laughs) If they ain't coming to communicate and fucking hang with us on an equal level, we're just food. (laughs) We're lower on the ladder there, man. Yeah, so... Nah, I feel you. See, I think I think the government already knows. I think that I see because this is the thing. So okay, so when it comes to alien shit, I want to put this out before I say what I think. I don't feel there's any right or wrong. I feel it's all like who fucking knows. So that's the fun part of it because you can kind of make your own theory to what it is. And, but as long as we all believe, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. You comes out do shit. <laughs> like, in my mind, I be thinking like, okay, the aliens talk to the government at one time. Was like, okay, we're stronger than you, but we won't kill you. And the government was like, okay, thank you. Well, can you give us like Bluetooth technology? And they were like, okay, we'll be back in 48 years. And then they just went away or some bullshit. I think it was kind of like one of those type of situations or some bullshit like that. And I think it's exactly what you said. Like, we can't really handle, oh, there's aliens, oh, there's mermaids. We will fuck that shit up. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember one of those things? I can't remember the fucking name. It was like some kind of like metal cylinder that was showing up in deserts. Did you see that shit like not too long ago? It was like within the last year. I can't remember what the name of the shit was. It was like a metal, a metal like crystal-like thing that would just show up in the desert in the middle of fucking nowhere. This they somebody put this shit here and they put it out. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's actually disappeared and reappeared in I think the last spotting was in Russia, wasn't it? Or is right, it, they were doing it all over. But, no, but there's all no there is, but there's also footage of someone taking one down like somewhere like out here or something, like some bullshit. So whatever it is, they put it in a remote area 
that motherfuckers weren't supposed to be. Dumbasses wanted to get selfies with it and went to a territory and starts start walking all on this land, driving up vehicles and shit like this and fuck up the natural landscape of the land or some shit. So just us as humans, if we know something, we gonna fuck it up until we figure out something of how to respect it. It's not everybody be like, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't go look at it. Everybody's like, fuck it. And yeah, I don't know how it fucked up the environment, to be honest. I'm not one of those guys. But I was reading an article from a scientific motherfucker, and it just stood out to me that he's right, that we'll go and fuck shit up just because we're curious as shit. So I think the government knows some shit about aliens more than what they've been leaving on. They've been coming out a little more lately, to be honest, and being a little more open and shit. Like some American Airlines motherfuckers was like, hey, are y'all like shooting shit up here at us? And they were like, what? And he's like, man, I just saw something like fly over our head super fast. And he was like, it looked like a, a large Tic Tac or some shit. Like, it was something weird that the guy said. But this is recent, but this was an American Airlines pilot. So this wasn't like no just weird shit. This was some commercial jet shit. So I don't know. I'd be into that type of shit because it's like there's so many other planets that mimic Earth. And so I just, I'm like, well, if it mimics Earth, why would it stop at life? <laughs> like, oh, we got the ocean. We got all this other shit, but we're not going to put no humans on it or no life on it. Like, that don't even make no goddamn sense. So, and then when you look at fish, come on, motherfucker. The deeper you go in jungles and Amazons and the Congo and shit like that, the way these creatures are designed, there has to be life somewhere else <laughs> where those creatures are evolved more than us. Like, it just, I don't know. In my mind, in my mind, you know what I'm saying? If I ever find out so, for real, I'll let you know. <laughs> so do you think that some of these technology jumps are from maybe abductions? They're just fucking little throw me as you walk off, limping from your probe, they're like tossing them a cell phone. <laughs> <You're> like, Nokia, <laughs> I have one. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. A little bit for your trouble. Take that bag with you and spread it around. See, I don't think it was that. I don't I don't think it was that. I don't think it was that. That I don't Here believe. You go. Here's a new process for you as you walk away with tears. You know? Here's an iPod, man. It Sorry hurts, about this but shit. I'm going to be rich from this device. <laughs> I got a laser. <laughs> See, I don't know the mechanics of how they work the deal out. You know, I'm not sure not what the they do. for the internet, but it hurt my mouth. <laughs> That's fucked up. See, I got a joke in my mind that's just not even right. So I'm going to just leave it alone. Anyway, all right, yes, you're right, though. I, 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 don't, see, I don't know how those things work out. I don't know how those things work out. I just, I don't know, man. I think there's some shit out there. I be watching videos and shit all over the place. I've always been into, like, alien shit. I think that shit's interesting. Oh, man. Fucking conspiracy theories and cannabis go fucking hand in hand i don't believe a lot of that shit but i tell you what i will definitely 
fucking light up a fatty and then fucking entertain it for as long as you can fucking keep me from, you know, keep me in enthused before I just go, ah, it's bullshit. But I'll listen with an open mind in a fat joint for until you can really throw me off. You know what I mean? Right. I'll give you a fucking open ear and fucking entertain a lot of shit, man. I feel, no, I feel that shit. See, see, I'll, I'll, I'll do conspiracy theory like when it comes to like alien shit. I won't do it when it comes to like human shit. Like, oh, the Illuminati and Jay-Z, like those type of things. I'm like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about that. But when it comes to something that no one can prove, like within reason, those are the type of things I enjoy. Like, like that. I enjoy like mermaid shit. Have you ever heard of like, have you ever like researched mermaids? I've oh, yeah, some shit. a little bit. Yeah, I've seen some shit. There's some fishermen that have been found some shit that it just makes you feel like there got to be some other type of life down there. Certain spears made of like shale, like just weird shit, man. Like I, I've seen some really interesting documentaries on like mermaids and stuff like that. And I've seen some parts where they go into bullshit, but then I've seen some other parts where I'm like, man, this shit really honestly makes sense. Like you got to think how big 75% of the world, I think it is, or the earth is covered by water. You know how much land and stuff or territory that's not discovered. And so I'm like, man, I, I think there could be some mer shits out there. I don't know, man. Oh, well, well, well you're bringing up another fact, too. I mean, just life of that it's down in some of them areas that could be. I mean, they've, they've got what is it like a jellyfish type of species they just discovering that can't really even fucking be killed they can't even figure out how oh, it shit. works yeah it, it fucking it when it feels a threat it fucking reproduces i mean it clones itself instantly basically i mean it's wow it's crazy it starts its life it immediately over it lives indefinitely it's it's wild they were trying to learn so much from this shit but yeah well, and that could be, as far as we're concerned, how do we know that is an alien that hasn't just, you know, adapted and you know what I mean? Landed I in the water. This, uh, <laughs> I watched a documentary the other day about, uh, well, inner earth, uh, like I was talking about. There's been, you know, Germany has a lot of stuff about, you know, reaching, say they've reached the center of the earth. Hell, we've had our, uh, what's this, uh, Admiral Byrd. Our own uh, general from the United States, Admiral Byrd, says he flew into inner Earth from the North Pole uh, and seen a bunch of shit. He he claims to talk know. to people when he went in, and uh, a lot of there's a lot of Russia was very very uh, interested in Antarctica. They said they had found a way in under Antarctica. And even as of late, man, there's there's That's a crazy. hole in Antarctica that's burned a hole through the ice. And they can't figure out what the fuck's burned a hole through miles of ice. And it they think it might be like an opening, you know what I mean, for aliens to come out or whatever. It's it's pretty fucking crazy, but I wouldn't doubt it. You know, I really I wouldn't That's I crazy. don't doubt it. There's That's been crazy. a lot of water sightings. Who's to know, who's to say that, that, you know, they don't, they can't fly and go underwater and access a cave and they're not living in inner earth or whatever. I mean, 
Shit's totally possible. It's totally See? possible. Yeah. You know. See, you introducing shit to me I didn't even know about. See? I'm <laughs> like, man, that's some cool shit right there. That's some cool shit. Yeah, I, I love, like, looking at, like, the weird shit out in the world. Like, me, I'm one of those. I don't really, I don't, like, watch the news a lot. Like, I don't pay attention to things like that. Like, I try to stay away from things that have a lot of human influence. And I try to stick with things that are, like, humans are curious about. So whether it's like some UFO shit or it's like underwater caves, like I'll sit there and we'll, we'll make breakfast on the weekend and shit. I'll make that for, I'll make breakfast for the family and shit. I'll smoke one. And then when we eat, we just go on YouTube and I'll put like underwater caves and you just see like divers exploring underwater caves or, you know, like waterfalls or I try to like pay attention to that. Not, not to be on some old like, but I just try to keep like, more peaceful things because I feel like the, I feel like social outlets and TV outlets and visual outlets, even like audio outlets, they're really good at stirring up emotions because that's how they flourish. So even like me on my channel, I'm like, I don't give a fuck if you dislike my shit. It's an emotion. The algorithm has no, no thought of right and wrong, of good or bad. All it needs is interaction. As long as it sparked an emotion from you, you'll pop up in the algorithm. It don't matter if it's likes or dislikes. So why cry if it's a dislike? <laughs> like, that's cool. So I, like I say, I'll, I'll delete some people's comments. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but for the most part, I let comments go. Even if it's something I don't agree with, I just feel like I just won't respond to it. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes when people push out, I'm like, oh, you got me fucked up. You outro. You know, I, I delete that bullshit. So if you want to talk that shit, go make your own channel and make a video talking that shit. But you're not going to come on my shit after I make a video and try to piggyback and talk your bullshit. Fuck you. Take some time, get a camera and do your own shit. And that's how I look at some of this shit. You know what I'm saying? But I think like everything is just about like sparking that emotion. You know what I'm saying? And seeing like where things can go. So I don't know. I, yeah. I try to stay away from people trying to spark negative emotions. You know, so I won't watch the news because let's say you and I were walking down the street. Any situation happens and you shot me, right? God forbid you a cop, motherfucker. But just say you shot me. They wouldn't say two men got into it because one stepped on the other one's Jordan and the guy swung on them. And this, they'll say a black man was killed on 35th street and they put a black man because it sparks emotion and now people think you're a racist and this was a hate crime because the news decided to say a black man now if we were two white dudes walking down the street and you shot me they wouldn't say a white man was killed in the alley they'll say a man was killed in the alley for stepping on another man's jordans they'll leave your nationality out. Because to say that you're white, it doesn't spark any emotion from anyone. Plain and simple. It only sparks emotion if you were to kill a black person. So they do it and put it out there to make it like it's this huge, and I'm not saying it is or isn't, I'm just saying the news has a job to do and they're fucking good at it. I give people credit where credit is due. And the news, they are awesome. 
They know how to do their jobs. So for me to wake up and turn it on and watch them do their jobs to spark negative emotions out of me and give me a 10 second highlight of a puppy trying to be adopted. Why would I fucking do that to myself? I cannot go up against people who specialize in journalism. So I will never win the battle of having a positive life if I start my day with something like the news. You got me fucked up. So I'll start my day with weird shit on YouTube. It'll be like, I I watch this dude like Edu Patel or whatever. He's all about like primal movements and shit. This dude's dope as fuck. So I'll do that to get me in mind for like calisthenic shit. And then I'll listen to somebody like David Goggins that like talk shit like, don't be a bitch, do what you're supposed to do in life, blah, blah, blah. I get myself pumped up on some bullshit like that. Like, yeah, I can do it. Listen to a little Tony Robbins, do some breathing exercise, (laughs) all this weird shit. And then I like watch some funny shit. I watch motherfuckers talking about each other's mamas or something, like stupid shit. Like if just motherfuckers having a good time and I try to start my day on that and I say like, okay, I'm a control what I start my day with. I'm not going to let Fox News tell me what I should start my day with to know who got shot last night and who's protesting today and what this fucking Joe Biden, all these politicians, they all at work. (laughs) And the news is telling you what these people do when they go to work. So imagine if the news was reporting on a McDonald's person flipping fries. That's his job. But they're doing this shit for like cops and politicians and all this bullshit to make you think that these people are special, but they all have a fucking salary at the end of the day. They get a check. None of these people are doing anything that anybody else couldn't do if they followed the footsteps to try to get that fucking job. But they're fucking broadcasting it. But you're not broadcasting the person who works at Walmart. You know what I'm saying? You broadcast, that's for YouTube. But for the mainstream, they broadcast to people who go to work as cops and politicians. Those are their main professions that they pay attention to, with the exception of like religious leaders. Like I know you fondling somebody, but they usually just stick with the cops and motherfucking politicians. And that's how the news lasts because they pay attention to those professions, but they're literally professions. There's something that any one of us could go, I could go fill out an application right now to be a cop. Guaranteed I wouldn't get hired, but the point is I could still go fill out the application and you could too. So it ain't nothing special about these motherfuckers. They just decided to put their application in over there. And I'm not dissing cops because I know some stand-up fucking cops. So don't get me wrong. I am in no way dissing it. But like in every job, there's always an asshole. (laughs) I don't give a fuck what community of work it is or line of work it is. There's always some assholes. And the bigger the force is, the more assholes you get because there's a higher percentage, plain and simple. So, yeah, I'm a realist, so I try to control my shit. So I try to stick with the positive, fun shit, shit that builds me up, you know, lets me be a a good father and husband and shit like that. And just, I try to be a joy to be around because I I think that's fun. Like, I honestly get a kick out of having a good time with people. You know, so that's why I'm like, oh, I'm enjoying this shit because... You good people, like I, I, I'm genuinely enjoying myself. So like, why would I not try to be in this situation to enjoy myself? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I appreciate the fact that you listen to some Goggins. I like some Goggins myself. I, that's what crazy motherfucker. 
take it souls, motherfucker. Like, do you ever see the one where he's working out and he just snaps into like, who's going to fucking carry the boats and the logs, motherfucker? And he's fucking, even the people that are like in the room are like, this motherfucker just checked out. <laughs> yeah. I'm SVL some shit. And he's a truth speaker, though. He, he reminds me of myself. Like, I always say, like, I'm like the Samuel Jackson of certain things. Like, I'm pretty straightforward, very motherfucker-ish. And to me, he's like uh, a Samuel Jackson of stuff. Like, he'll just tell you what the fuck is on his mind at the time, you know what I mean, of what's going on. He'll be like, no, you're a bitch, you're a bitch. Fix that shit. <laughs> like, that's real shit. Like, you a bitch, you a bitch. Fix that shit. So, yeah, I, I like that motherfucker shit. He's, he be on some funny shit. He be, he be killing me. You know what? Today I heard that motherfucker say something that was really like dope that I think a lot of people don't pay attention to. And he was like, he said, you know what? I'll be honest. He said, for me, the thing that really made me strong, he said, I don't talk about it. I don't brag about it. He was like, but it was me doing shit alone. He's like, there wasn't no, no, no YouTube videos talking about who I am when I was going through all the things I was going through to become who I am. And it really just was like the truth of like, damn, motherfuckers got to really like focus on who they are when no one's watching. You know, a lot of people want to be dope on camera and on social media and boom, boom, boom. It's like, what do you do when no one's watching? And I always tell my son that shit like, well, don't do it just because you don't want to get in trouble. Do it when no one's watching. Like, just do it because that's your fucking character. Like, I can only discipline you so much. I don't fucking hit my kid, none of that. So after Xbox and phone, what else can I really do to enforce it? So I'm really hoping you get it because I don't know what to do after that. You know what I'm saying? So I just be like, man, just, you know, be a good guy. Be a good guy. So he don't call me out on my like, man, do it again and see what happened. I'm like, we both gonna see what happened. I don't know what the fuck to do. So I, I, I try to t tell that to him and I try to do the same. Like, just be good when nobody's watching. Like, fuck what everybody's looking at and this and that. So like if people like when people see me sometimes they think I'm like a dick because I'm very straightforward and I'm very if we have a conversation, I don't mind a good debate. Like I'll debate with a motherfucker, I'll go through arguments with motherfuckers. I don't care about shit like that. Like I'm super cool with that. Wait, did we did we burn up?
Are you there, Cammy? There we go, man. When it froze, I figured I would go piss real quick. <laughs> man, sorry about that, man. Something took That's out my... That's not good. Every so often, me, man, I, know. I, I'm, I think I'm the, like the canvas target. Because every so I man, if a show goes too good, man, I get DOS tags. It's one of the bummers uh, about doing this. And, well, again, this is, you know, it's, I've told this story too many fucking times, but it's so true. I actually have two internet connections. A landline and a satellite. Okay. I was it was so bad I was getting attacked at the one line I had to do a backup. And now I've got a backup and now sometimes they can take both of them motherfuckers out. They went so Damn. far as uh some nights to actually I don't know how they do it. They I've had them cut the power because it, the way things are now, it's on the internet. You know, they can turn your power on. Fucking butt. <laughs> right. So it can be packed just like anything else. One night, I shit you not. I shit you not. Every fucking time I opened my mouth, I would fucking. They'd cut me out. See, what happens is if they take me out, Zoom transfers the show over to you. So you, you, you were still alive. Show was still alive uh, the whole time I was down. I uh, forgot. Usually, I tell people this before the show. If this happens, you're going to be the host, blah, blah, blah. But it hasn't happened in a while. And I was like, eh, it's fucking good streak. I ain't got, I ain't got to say it. But it, one night, they I fucking... I had to piss, so I was like, fuck it, I'll be back. <laughs> they fucking... They fuck, every time I opened my mouth, like every... It was, it was during a fucking uh, wormhole. So every time I would come back on and open my mouth, my internet would fucking get taken out. And I'd fucking do the thing. And basically, it, I don't even know if it's working out. I lost my, I believe it or not, I lost my, my connection, my T5 connection, where it's actually yeah. plugged in and not a Wi-Fi isn't working right now. I, I probably should just restart this computer. Uh, yeah. So... Every time I'd open my mouth out, they'd take me out. And fucking I'd wait till the fucking shit would recycle. And then I'd get back on and I'd be like, this is fuck. And they'd take me out. <laughs> and man, it, this went on for the longest fucking time, man. I mean, half hour, yeah. hour. I mean, I was just turning red. I'd get to the point where I wouldn't even say nothing. I'd just come on, just fucking turn red. And they'd fucking, everybody else was laughing and shit. Then I'd be like, okay, ah, gone. <laughs> so I got hip to it. And That's I thought, crazy. well, I'm going to trick these motherfuckers. I've got three connections. I've got, like I am like right now. I fucking, I switched over to my phone. I'm on my Sprint connection right now. So that's right. what I did. So basically, and I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything, uh, you know, on the show that I was on the phone. Mm. So I'm on here and I'm not saying anything about how I'm on here. And you can see I left the other one on. So 
So like, say if I'm if here in a second, you'll see when this thing boots up, you'll see my computer log back in through the Zoom. But okay. if the camera's not fucking on, only me and you will see the third party, okay? Only YouTube uh, will only show the camera live cameras. If it, actually... there's nobody else in the background, they don't see that. So that was the case that night. Is I come on on my phone, yeah. but what's going on on Zoom and everybody else is seeing is my connection's going in and out, in and out, in and out. They are trying like a motherfucker to take me out, but can't figure out. They're like, why is he still on? Why He's still is around. On? Yeah, my connection's going fucking crazy. And then, then after all that, my power goes out. They fucking they they they'll go that far to where it doesn't take my power out long term. All it does is blink it. That's just the best they can do. It's like clink clink, and fucking it shuts everything off in the house, and it'll come back on and be like, "Oh, you bitches!" And fucking, that's but crazy. it it can get that bad. But that's crazy. You wouldn't. Uh, it's hard to explain, and sometimes. Unless you were watching from day one and you've seen all this problem, you know what I mean? Because it's all alive and documented. You right. Know, you would you think he this he's fucking talking shit. There ain't no way all that shit would happen. But it, no, it's no, I believe it. Trust me, I believe you. You know what? I think what it is, <laughs> it's the same type of luck. Okay, so you ever have like your headphones? And you put your headphones down all nice and neat, and then you come back and your shit's all fucking tangled the fuck up, right? I think that little monster is the same monster that fucks with you doing recording. So I'll try to record, and I'll go and I'll get everything set up, and I'll be like, all right, time for me to start. And I hit record, and then I hear it, somebody wants to fucking cut the grass next door. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And then when that person's done, I'm like, okay, they done. Cool. Let me get out here and do my shit. I hit record here. Do, 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 do. Oh, the fucking neighbor's getting a new roof. Like, stupid shit. Fucking mopeds. Like, dumb shit. One time I was showing a video of one about that, that nine plants that I had outside that died and didn't make it. I was shooting that, that video. And I was telling him about the infestation of insects. And I was like, man, my backyard is like Jumanji, motherfucker. 